What's up, party people? It's Talib Kweli, the BKMC, the MCEO. I love the fact that y'all checking out the People's Party and showing us a lot of love. You know what we do? We bringing you all the live guests. We bringing you the best podcast on the internet. Just make sure you subscribe and leave a review. People's Party, Talib Kweli. Let's go. What's up, party people? It's Talib Kweli, the MCEO, the BKMC. Welcome to another edition of the People's Party. I got my lovely and talented and always funny and always thoughtful co-host Jasmine Lee in the house. Give it up for Jasmine Lee. Um, a lot of people watch this show. First of all, I want to thank everybody for constantly supporting us week after week. But a lot of people ask us in the comments why Jasmine is not seated at the table with myself and the guests. Jasmine, why don't you tell them? Because I'm the on-screen producer. I have to be over here and look over and make sure they everything runs smoothly. Right. They be giving her notes. That's why she got headphones. Yes, There's behind-the-scenes stuff that y'all don't see going on. Now, speaking of behind-the-scenes, this next guest has been behind-the-scenes while I've been recording a lot of my music, mm. he's been a lot of studio sessions with me because he's a good friend of mine. Uh, I've known this gentleman for over 20 years. When you know somebody for that long, that's a blessing, as wow. my man Sway would say. Um, he is a master at his craft. He is a film and television actor. He's been in some of the biggest movies that you've ever seen. He's delivered some incredible performances from Zebrahead to Higher Learning to Bamboozled to Boston Public, uh, Prison Break, oh, Deep Blue Sea. Uh, his current situation is a show called Atypical. This man is a sports guru. He is a podcaster. He is a hip-hop aficionado, one of the biggest public famous fans of hip-hop in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, the People's Party welcomes Michael Rappaport. What up, Mike? That was a nice intro, Mike. appreciate that. How's everybody doing, Jasmine? Oh, such a great smile. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Try to compete with me. <laughs> How you doing, Mike? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me, Qua. Hey, man. Congratulations know. on the show. I'm trying to come in your lane now. You're doing. You're doing great. The podcast I love the show. lane. You're smart. Questions are good. You're <laughs> okay. controversial. Okay. Shit talker. I'm trying to be like you. Come on. You're you're doing the damn thing. So I'm glad to be here. Nice no to doubt. Up here, and. Uh, Checking it out, Quan. Check, check, I'm ready check to rock. Out. You ready to rock? Because we're going to get into some things. Let's get into this all gonna of This is going to be a hot, hot show because okay. you are a controversial figure. I know. It's funny. The <laughs> internet, the internet, uh, uh, you know, sort of has, has pushed me into controversial figure. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I've always been a shit talker. I've, yeah. I, it's the same person, I think, because, you know, a lot of times I'll go blah, 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 blah. And whether mm -hmm. it's about sports, mm -hmm. politics, or hip hop. Or whatever mm -hmm. it might be, uh, you know, the internet has um, has has made it more uh, accessible. And I think that, you know, I mean, you're definitely like, you know, probably the only person who I know who's, you're crazier than me on Twitter. <laughs> oh, yes, You're is. fucking crazy. You I jump in to help, though. Yeah, you I, curse. I, I always jump in help because because the one thing the one thing I want to say to you publicly is like, <laughs> you have to check, you, Quali, have to check. The followers. Let's just make a rule. Uh -huh. <laughs> if, if they have less than a hundred followers, uh -huh. 
Talib Kweli cannot respond. See, I don't uh, agree with that. Nah. I don't Let, agree with let's that. say less than 50. Because Can we everybody have to make a is number? somebody. We can't make... No, they could be a fucking robot. <laughs> they could be. They could but be a robot from Here's my argument to that. Here's my argument to that. Because I'm nuts like you. I'm, like, not, yes. I'm not judging. And you do... And, and I'm, <laughs> the reason why he has permission to say this is because unlike a lot of people... They don't say shit. You jump in and help. So if you see me arguing with a fucking robot, you'll jump in and be like, hey, you fucking bot. You know, <laughs> or, or whatever. Because, you know, I don't like, you yeah. know, because... Because I know you and I uh-huh. know your sentiment and I know your intention mm-hmm. and I know your 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 who you are mm-hmm. like you know I just sometimes I'm like qua let's <laughs> we, let's pick a number we have to right. pick a, 75 you, followers no, see here's here's all why, here's why I push back. 65 here's where I push no, back. not not all trolls all matter. trolls matter. all trolls, all trolls <laughs> can eat a dick and and if they uh, but, but go ahead you, no I, but here's what it is here's what it is. When you see me, first of all, I don't, John Henry Clark, classic black scholar. Okay. He said, uh, I debate my equals. Everybody else gets taught. Mm. So when you see me on Twitter, clearly these people are not my intellectual equals. We're not talking about as human beings. Clearly we all deserve this. Unless you're a bot, clearly we all have the same human rights, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So my intellectual equals, I'm debating you. So when, when, you know, me and Lupe Fiasco had a debate on Twitter years ago. I'll debate Lupe on Mm -hmm. Twitter. I'll debate Mark Lamont Hill on Twitter. I'll debate Michael Rappaport on Twitter. I see y'all as my intellectual equals. I'm not debating or arguing with a troll. What I'm doing is I'm exposing and confronting him. There is no argument. There is, because he's not equipped to, he, rightfully so he doesn't deserve to have an argument with me I got you so what I'm debating with is not the troll it's the idea I t- you know I you don't have to because exp- I'm nuts <laughs> like you I'm just saying you don't have to explain it to right, me right. I'm debating uh, ideas I told you this yeah. once before Qua you know that you're the one who introduced me to Twitter do you, I'm sure do you remember this when I, I was shooting the tribe documentary uh-huh. yes when I was shooting the tribe documentary we were at some fucking over packed party in the overpacked VIP section that was probably more (laughs) uncomfortable than the regular section. Right. And you said something about Twitter and Mm -hmm. then you explained to me Twitter and you were like, watch, I'll tweet Questlove right now. And he was like right over there. And like, like you tweeted him (laughs) and this is what early Questlove is the person that told me about Twitter. Right. So they, and then Questlove like looked up at you like while you tweeted him and and then, you know, but if it hadn't been for you, I might not. So it's my fault that you're you're controversial. (laughs) Yes. I'm a controversial social media (laughs) figure because of Talib (laughs) Kweli. So let me give the audience some context. We've known each other for a long time. Yes. Like I said in the intro, um, You were called White Mike back in the day. Yes. You run around Brooklyn and, and Uptown and, and all that. And you actually went to spend some time at Erasmus Hall High School, which yes. is the high school that my mother went to. I didn't you? go there with your mom. No, no you didn't. No, <laughs> mom dude. She was there in Christ. the 50s. Um, yes. You um, then went to King. Martin Luther King. Right. Yep. Now, Martin Luther King, I used to go to like LaGuardia. They used to have the ill gospel concerts back in the days. And Martin Luther King kids used to beat up the LaGuardia oh. kids. Speak on it, Qua. Were you a bully? I wasn't, uh, nah, that wasn't me, but I was okay. around the bullies. But, you know, I mean. If bully adjacent? I was bully adjacent, <laughs> yeah. Because, I, I mean, at the time, like, I was so in my in my hood street shit and mm-hmm. in my white mic shit. And it was basketball, hip hop, mm-hmm. you know, and talking shit. Like mm-hmm. that's all it was for me. Like, I mean, we're so young, like yeah. so young. So like Erasmus Hall was, the thing about Erasmus Hall High School at the time, it made Martin Luther King High School look like a fucking private oh, yeah, it was, school. It was Brooklyn. Erasmus yeah. Hall was- Yeah, it was Brooklyn. Nuts. You know, and King was- Bad. When Special Ed talks about, I got the Army Brigade in that record. I was in high school Special yeah. Ed. Yeah. 
which was which was crazy because Special Ed used to um, do graffiti, and the way he wrote, it looked like he was actually in Special Ed. <laughs> oh but when Special Ed broke with "I Got It Made," yo, that was a fucking huge. We don't, you know, like you look back to Eddie like, Archer. It looks like old school record, but like right, right. when that song dropped, uh-huh. you know, hip hop was so far and few between, and you heard it when you heard it. Mm-hmm. You got it when you got it. Mm-hmm. But special ed during that, I got it made. I remember I went to go see him at the Apollo with a few other people. Mm-hmm. Yo, I swear to God, I was on the, the balcony. It, it The fucking place was like, yeah. it was like rocking. Yeah. Like, I mean, you could feel the fucking shit. When that's they, a real record. A record. Yeah, that's a real record. So so I remember I left, I think it was the next year when I was in King when that dropped. And I was like, oh shit, that's from Arise as well. Right. So. Yeah, I was. Uh, that was a, a, a cool, a cool thing because you know, like you, you, when we talk about hip hop. I mean, mm-hmm. I always, I remember when I first met you. Like, I was always like, "Who's doing this? Who's doing that? And when are you guys coming out with this? And when are you coming out with solo mm-hmm. record? And when is Tribe going to make another record?" Mm-hmm. But, but I remember, you know, when in high school in New York, you would hear about certain people that went to certain high schools that they were famous. Like, I remember I saw uh, MC Light on the bus mm-hmm. on my wow. way to Erasmus Hall. I think she went to um, shit. She went to either Bishop Lachlan. Bishop Lachlan, I think. Yeah, one of them. But I remember I saw her like, on, the, on the bus. I was like, oh, fuck, MC Light. You know, and you'd hear about tipping them, going yeah. to Murray Bertram. Murray Bertram, yeah. You know, and you'd hear about Brand Newbie. And, you know, like, but these dudes are in your head. They're fucking stars. Yeah, you, you see know? them on the buses and the trains. Be- I saw a lot of rappers on the trains. Fushnickens, I saw on the train. And you're like, I saw bucking- LL Cool J on the train. Wait, did you really? You yeah. saw LL? Yeah, he had his leg rolled up and everything. So why was you talking crap about me being on the bus then so I live if all when? of these famous people are on the I bus? I was in high school. I wasn't in LA. Okay, all right. The bus in LA is a whole different thing. What are you talking right, about? Yeah, that's right, true. Right. The bus in LA is a whole different <laughs> right. thing. But seeing LL on the train yeah. would have fucking bugged me out. Yeah. Because LL, I mean, he must he was already he was LL. Huge, yeah. But it was in that era where he was like so huge that he had to show people he could still keep it real. Right. You know what I'm saying? But he must have been young though. Yeah, you know, LL started when he was 16. So when 15 with 15, the hat. Yeah. yeah that motherfucker's been more famous longer than he's been not. He grew, he's like a child star. Mm-hmm. That's right. And he said in an interview recently that he's he's never been as famous as he is since CSI. I'm sure. He said, like, everything I've done in rap, it pales in comparison to the fame from CSI. The recognizability. Not, not that he shits on it, but I got he understands you. the fame situation. And and worldwide. That show's a worldwide yeah, show. Yeah, Those yeah. CBS shows are worldwide. So I recently found, speaking of hip-hop, I found footage of my studio session from Beautiful Struggle, and it's you, me, and Dave Dar and Corey Smith in the studio. And we're being filmed, and I don't think any of us really understood that we were being filmed right. because we were all acting very natural. And um, I got to see myself, I was telling Jared, see myself acting natural, which I don't get to see. When I see myself on camera, I'm aware of the camera. So I'm always on, I'm performing. Mm. So it's like when I see myself, whether I'm having a conversation or doing a music video, I'm like, I'm performing. Mm. In this footage, I'm like getting EQ, like some, I'm asking you, what do I get a sick person? You're like, oh, Theraflu. I'm like, yeah, Theraflu's the shit. Like that's the conversation we're having. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? And then we have a conversation about, um, you were like, Quali, I did this rap record. <laughs> and it was a record called um, How to Rob an Actor. Yeah. And you were talking about how Mr. Eon and Mighty Mai yeah. from the High and Mighty helped you out. But you were like, yo, the bars Mr. Eon gave me were about my movie career. And I want to get at these actors, these trucker hat wearing motherfuckers. Ashley Kutcher and them. <laughs> yeah, that's what you said. And it was like, you played as this rap song. And, you know, the rap was, it sounded like an actor trying to yeah, rap. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but but the, the, the funny part, at the end, you're like, fuck, fuck, 
Fuck, fuck a trucker hat. Rap would be fucking rap. hard, man. It's I'm fucking... playing for you. Oh shit! Yeah. I, it was a, you. It was a, a spoof on uh, How to Rob an MC. Yeah, yeah. Fifty. You, you said you said I want to do it like fifty, but like funny. Yeah, it, well, it might not have been that good, but you know, those <laughs> motherfuckers had me on. Uh, uh, it was the first time I ever had a uh, um, a brownie. They had me on a uh, a weed brownie. This is like 90, 91, mm-hmm. 2001. You're talking about High and Mighty. Yeah, they had me. And the reason why <laughs> High and the Mighty, because I would that, that song that they did with mm-hmm. Most uh, and all yeah, the, yeah. Um, the, the B-Boy uh, documents. Yeah, that was yeah. one of my shit. Anyway, yeah, so my, my rapid career was, was a one and done thing. And it's disappointing because <laughs> in my head, I have flows. Right. Like I have the flows <laughs> right. to the beats. Like sometimes I'll listen to beats and I'll like, I would do it like this, but nothing comes out. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I, re, I, res, I respect it, but like, I mean, I've never gotten that past like the, like my first line, maybe four bar, like right. four lines. I can't get past that fifth <laughs> line, like a, a 16, a 32. I, I can't do it. Quite. Now you, uh, maybe you can't rap that good, but you found a way to like early in your life, just being a white kid in New York, you always seem to fall in with the black crowd and just being called white Mike. Like I use you as a reference point. A lot of white people, as you see on Twitter, come at me and they get upset and they'd be like, why do you call us white boys and I'm like I know a guy named White Mike he doesn't mind that but don't all. even explain that shit to these people call them, yo, call them white boys crackers because oh there's no because there's there's a difference between like if you're a shit bag you're gonna get a fit like the white Mike thing because Mike is not like Talib Kweli right it's a very there's a lot of Mike's it's an engineer yeah. so there was fat Mike black Mike ugly Mike short Mike dusty Mike right and I was white Mike right you know so that that's just what it came from and it flows good you know it was I was mighty Whitey for a little bit, but White Mike stuck for a minute when I was Mighty a king Whitey. because um, uh, the song came out. I was milk for a minute, but White Mike milk oh, like milk. the rapper, yeah, milk is chilling because oh, oh, that is. shit popped off. Uh, so I was milk because I but was. Remember, there was a white rapper named Milk too. Yes, <laughs> I forgot that he that there was a black rapper named Milk first. That he bit from that together. Before just that. Milk, not chocolate milk. Yeah. But the the White Mike shit never bothered me, and <laughs> you know, like the like being around black people when I'm that young. You know, it all came from basketball. Uh-huh. You know, like I grew up in Manhattan mm-hmm. um, and and I was pretty good at basketball. By the time I was like 12, they were like, you need to go to other neighborhoods. You need to go to other right. neighborhoods and, and play against better people. So I went to, you know, this boys club, the Madison, Madison Square, Square. Yeah, downtown. Boys, yeah, played boys there, club. met a friend who uh, was from Brownsville. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm 12. Mm-hmm. They don't fucking know nothing. You're 12. Yo, you play ball, cool. You play ball, bet. Yo, come to my crib. All right, bet. I come, come out there. To, you know, to Brownsville. It's mm-hmm. in the projects, Howard projects. Mm-hmm. You know, and at the time, I knew it was like it was kind of like he gave me a little prep, pep talk. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, when we come out here, you don't call no bullshit fouls, no blood, <laughs> no foul. Don't call no bullshit fouls. You'll be good. But you know, when I walked in the projects of Brownsville in '82, mm-hmm. this is fucking '82. It was literally like an alien landed because there were no <laughs> right. No white people. But when you're 12 years old, like, you're just there, like, chilling and shit. And, and, but, like, I remember, this is a true story, like, walking through Howard in 82, these little kids came up to me and they were touching me. I'm talking about, like, five, six years old. And the mom was like, they never touched a white person before. Mm-hmm. That was you me. know, but, but. That was you. <laughs> oh, good to see you again. Um, <laughs> but, but, like, you know, like, I, w- I went out there and, like, it was a, you know, it was a. Like that whole experience of going to Brownsville, playing ball, being exposed to what that was, 
Uh, not just playing ball like in the pro- in the fucking projects mm-hmm. of Howard. Never ran, never will. Never ran, never will. Yeah. And and you know, and dealing with the you know people checking you and people trying to see what's up and you know that. And then you know, like a few years later, you know, hanging out in Harlem with all the fucking people that people rap about and make movies mm-hmm. about, mm-hmm. and you know, being out and amongst mm-hmm. all that shit. And it was all basketball and shit talk. I wasn't no tough guy. Like you know, when you were a kid, especially in those in the eighties, it's like. Can you rhyme? Can you fight? Are you a smart kid? Can you play ball? Mm-hmm. Can you can you then can you talk shit? Mm-hmm. I was like better at talking shit, but I also played balls. So, and it was like mm-hmm. it was like I wasn't there to fuck with nobody. So people would try you and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But it, it just it was such a blessing to 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 be out and and be from Manhattan from the east side and like be amongst that shit. And it informed who I am, mm-hmm. and 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 I and I cherish those times and those uh, 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 days, and 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 you know that exposure to, to to just you know a different shit that was going on for me, and like and just all the hip hop and mm-hmm. and you know chasing basketball games and 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 you know when he's six about seven about fifteen sixteen seventeen going to the clubs going to Union Square mm-hmm. going to you know uh, Latin quarters going to the rooftop seeing. Bismarcky mm-hmm. at the rooftop, seeing Sparky D on stage. Like I'm on, st- you know, being amongst, you know, Red Alerts DJ and, you know, being in there where MC Search was in there, like mm-hmm. D Nice. Like, you know, we were fucking kids, but like, that's when you're that young. Like, you know, I remember I was in uh, Latin Quarters, you know, you remember uh, the group Uptown, uh, Finesse and Sinquist? Oh, absolutely. I got Sinquist's phone number. Like I bagged, I bagged Sinquist's phone number. Like that was as far as it went. But right. like, that was like, a, you know, being in the club, you see Salt and Pepper. You, I literally walked it like that shit was like fucking big deal. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it was what it was. It wasn't anything intentional and like it wasn't planned out. And, 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 uh, it just, it was basketball and hip hop. And mm-hmm. then, you know, eventually chasing chicks. Right. You right. said that, uh, when you went over to the projects, they gave you rules about calling bullshit fouls. And they also give you rules about just maneuvering around, like how you should carry yourself or just kind of figure it out on your own. You know, I was so young, the, the older dudes, the older dudes would like took a took a liking to me. Like there was a few dudes in, in Howard that were like, yo, anybody like literally I remember one dude named my man, I don't even say his name, but my man Wink. He like went in the middle of the yo, and this my motherfucking man right here. Anybody fuck with him, you fuck with me. You know, like it was like that type of, but you just the thing that me I liked about it, because I've always been unruly and as I like to say, disruptive. The rules, there were the rules are very clear. Mm-hmm. You 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 just knew who to fuck with, who not to fuck with, who to talk shit to, and who not to talk shit with. And if it went to another level, you would be shooting joints. Right. It was very clear, right, and right, I, right. I liked that. Right. I needed that, especially at that young age. I needed rules because I was out of control. Right. Your stepfather, Mark Leno, he was a co-owner of. Uh, not true. Oh, not true. But you have the improv. But but oh, okay. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, either way, you did move to L.A. Yes. to start stand up. So yes. we just had Anthony Anderson, and yes. he was telling us about that. Tasty Tony, and that was you that know was fucking mess. Yeah, name. yeah, yeah. What was? Did you have a stand up name? Like, how was your first time on the stage? My my, my um my I mean my stand up was always Michael Rapport, but I was like I started when I was nineteen, and you know I wanted to be the next Eddie Murphy. Like I, 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 you know, I wanted to be Eddie Murphy. I wasn't anywhere near that level of of of, of talent. But like my standup was just young shit talking New York attitude, you know. And and I I didn't love stand up the way I eventually wound up loving acting. But in my head, I was like, I'm going to do stand up, and then I'm going to get on a sitcom, and I'm going to do the way 
stand-up comedians start acting. Mm -hmm. I didn't think about being a dramatic actor until from stand-up, I got called into auditions uh, to act. And the literally the first time I read scenes, like I had a, a sides with me, like I was like, this is what I could do. Right. This is, this is what I love. This is what I could do. It came more natural than basketball. Wow. And it, I mean, it was like, this is what I'm doing. Like, and I was like, I remember it clearly. Like I was like, this is what I'm doing and that's it. And then that's just like what I was, I did. And, um, I, uh, you know, I got auditions quick and, 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 uh, was able to, to, uh, you know, it was just good timing. You know, I got a couple of roles and then they had a film called Zebrahead, mm -hmm. and I was 21 and, uh, my agent, you know, I like my first agent was like, you know, this part, uh, they kind of have somebody that they're really interested in, but you, you should go to New York. And I, I flew myself to New York cause I had been living out here for a couple of years in LA and uh, at the at the, the the person that they were thinking about giving the part to was Adrian Brody. Okay. And I remember I was at you the dissed him in your in your how to rob actors. Yeah, yeah, I had yeah. <laughs> I remember and that. And then took that his bar. job. <laughs> it all came it all came back. But right. I, I remember Adrian was there and the Boucher Wright was there mm -hmm. and and I was auditioning. We were all so young, but I remember I was sitting at a table, kind of like the uh, Boucher big, was living in Brooklyn at the time, coming into Kiru all the time. Right. Yeah. And uh, I said to Adrian Brody, we were chit chatting, and he was like, I was like, uh, I was like, what school you go to? And he was like, Laguardia. Mm -hmm. And I was like, cool. And he was like, what school you go to? And I was like, King. And I knew when I knew when I said King, right. like I knew I was like, I got this fucking part because my school used to rob your fucking yeah, school. Right. Like you changed. Oh like I goodness. was like, but he knew too. Like I was like, yo, you're not, this is my, like I knew I was, yeah, that funny. was my fucking thing to get. Like, and I treated it like, right. like fighting, like mm -hmm. the, like the audition process to me. Like I was on some Mike Tyson shit with the audition. I was like, you know, like it was like, it was like battle rapping right. to me. Like, yo, I'm getting it. Even though it had nothing to do with me and him and the other people when you audition for, for me, when I was young, that was my mentality when I auditioned. Like, yo, fuck right. you. You're trying to take my shit. I didn't know Adrian Brody was from New York until one day I was on a plane. I happened to be on a flight with him in first class. He didn't know who I was, but it was like right after that big movie that he did uh, was Piano, whatever yeah, the yeah, big yeah. one he did. And he was, he, I remember he had on this immaculate suit on the flight and I was thinking like wow he's flying in this suit I was like maybe I need to step up my, my, my gear game and then like he went in the bathroom and he came out in a velour track suit uh -huh. and I was like that motherfucker's from New York mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying yes. I could tell <laughs> like he switched his shit up to like yeah. a bikini suit or some yeah, feline it was, shit it was crazy now speaking of Zebrahead Zebrahead was like your big splash yep. Zebrahead uh, at that time was a very brave movie mm -hmm. in the way that it dealt with race mm -hmm. um, that movie for better or for worse, endeared you to black film audiences, I think, and started mm. you on a trajectory of um of being like the white guy mm -hmm, in black mm -hmm, movies. Mm -hmm. Did you feel like that was happening? Did you see that happening when it was happening? I felt like it was happening. I mean, I related to that character. I mean, that was like a toned down version of where I was in my life, mm. you know, when I did that. But I was comfortable with it. I was excited about it. Um... I I I I understood it. I understood the 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 sort of fish out of water. I mm -hmm. I I understood, you know, being the only white dude in the room. Uh, uh um and 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 yeah, I I I I was aware of that being, you know, involved with black films or whatever. But it was like I just wanted to be in films. Like, mm -hmm. you know, when I did higher learning, that was like the second black film. I did the little tiny little part in Poetic Justice. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> just because I had met the late great John Singleton. Shout out to John Singleton. Um, and then, you know, it wasn't like 
oh, I'm doing a black film. I was like, I want to work with this motherfucker who directed Boys in the Hood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, like I want to be in the movie with Tupac and Janet Jackson. It's like the hot shit. It's like if it was like there was a a hot show, like it was like, yo, I want to. He was like, it's a small part. I was like, I don't go. I just wanted to go to the fucking table reading Mm -hmm. to meet Janet Jackson and to meet (laughs) Tupac. Like I just wanted to. He was like, we'll do something. Did you meet Q-Tip back then? I had already met Tip, okay. yep, but I met Tip. I had met Tip. Because that was his big acting debut. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, had, I I met him. I, I believe Tip wasn't at the read-through. Like, he was the only one. I think Q-Tip did the read-through. I may not be right about this, but I think Q-Tip was on speakerphone. Mm. Wow. And, you know, you could hear just his voice, which, you know, and it's so <laughs> yeah, nasally. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Janet, Pac, Regina King, who I just, right. I've always loved. Joe Torre. Joe Torre. Yeah. John, you know, and, and, and I, you know, at the time you're so young and you're so excited about being an actor and and being in film and meeting people and like, you know, and, and, and being around people that you have such reverence for before you even like when I did higher learning, when I auditioned for higher learning, you know, Cube had already done boys in the hood. And obviously Mm -hmm. I was introduced to him through NWA and then all the social, but like (laughs) to be a part to, to like, yo, John's like, yo, come to Sony. I'm going to have you read these scenes with Ice Cube. Right. I'm like two hours early to get there. I'm wow. so fucking amped up to do this shit. And this is Cube when he, you know, the, the, the chip tooth might not have been yeah. fixed, you know? And, you know, you're still like, what the fuck? It's Ice Cube. Like, I was bugging off of him, you know? Mm-hmm. I was tripping out off of him. But, you know, like, I was just so hyped to 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 have the opportunity and to right. do it. And, you know, I was just so excited about the whole everything the acting and you know the whether it's black films true romance didn't make a fucking difference right, right. like all those actors and like those movies in that time was just so exciting for me yeah um hard learning came out when i was in high school damn were you in high school i was in high school God and i was it. in i went to a, <laughs> <laughs> i went to a boarding school i went to brooklyn tech i got kicked out i was sent to boarding school my boarding school campus resembled the demographics i felt like omar epps in higher learning i remember going to see that movie and you were fucking scary good, bro. You were like almost too good as a skinhead. Yeah. Um. It was like the 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 capital you gained from Zebrahead, you depleted all of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Um. But you know, <laughs> back in those days when I was in boarding school in Connecticut, you knew a racist motherfucker when you saw him. You know, you knew a skinhead when you saw him. He had a skinhead. He had the, the Doc Martin boots. He had a tie a certain way. Now on the internet, you got guys looking like Ben Shapiro. You know, you got guys who are more meek and this and that, that and this. Do you feel like there's a huge difference between how the skinhead was portrayed then and what they call the alt right now? Man, that's a good question. You know, I, I'll be honest, man. You know, I, I, I'm so in in a way like insulated in some ways and 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 but 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 what i do know and what my instinct tells me is that i feel like in the last three years the repression of the obama the you know has sort of come out i i i really feel like the reason why some people are so acceptable with Trump because mm-hmm. it's not a black president. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could grab the pussy. He could lie. He ain't black. Mm-hmm. He can do this. Uh, he ain't black. He could do that. He could, uh, he's not a fucking black dude. Mm-hmm. And, and I may be wrong about that, but mm-hmm. I, I, that, that's, that's why my instinct keeps telling me. And that's what my father even agrees with me about that. Right. And, and as far as like who's racist, who's not racist, Qua, I never had, you know, I didn't ever consider like you say, white Mike, white boy, you know, like, 
that kind of shit, you know, like white Mike, white boy, you know, white Mike is a, is a, is a nickname white boy. Who's this white boy? You know, you could kind of like, who is this white boy? I didn't take offense to that. You're in an all black neighborhood. Who is this white boy? Right. You know what I mean? Right. And, and, and you know, that's a, that's a reasonable question. Right. Right. <laughs> There's a hundred black people. Who is this white? Why is this fucking white? That's an understandable question. So right. I didn't take offense to that, you know, and I don't think look at that as racist or prejudice, you know, and, and whatever's going on now, I, I don't have the fucking answer. I mean, if I had the answer, you know, I, I would be, you know, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be running for president, but <laughs> I think it's complicated, you know, now. And, and, and the thing that concerns me the most about it is the repression of it and, and, and the hiding of it, mm-hmm. because I feel like with all this, um, with all this, you know, across the board, you know, with me too, with the internet, with the, the, the constant search for America's next top racist, mm. for, <laughs> for the judgment, for the, you know, castration, for, you know, the Louis CK, for, for all of it, mm-hmm. the good, bad, the Harvey Weinstein being the most extreme and the Louis CK being in the in-between mm-hmm. and, you know, the, all the other, like mm-hmm. all of it. I don't mm-hmm. want to single anyone out. People are going to keep their feelings and their thoughts more to themselves. And that is a concern to me. I, I I like I like when you say you say you could you like it was the lines were more clear, mm-hmm. so there's not these uh, aversions and you know and and but for me like you know as far as like the Trump shit and you know I don't know if we're going to talk about it or whatever but for me like you look at like Trump and 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 why people at this point would still support this person as president whether he's got your fucking four hundred one k better and this for a lot of people and my gut tells me they're like. At least he's not a fucking black dude. At least I don't have to fucking see this fucking black guy. Right. And and that's crazy to me. And and as far as racism and all that shit, like I never was, I never, growing up in New York City, like black Jew, uh, Spanish, Puerto Ricans, all that, we're all together. I never had anyone say anything to me, mm-hmm. to my face to this day about being Jewish, only online. Right. You Jew this, you Jew. I'm like, people really think like this? Right. Yeah. People right. say wild shit. Like I'm, I never had this in my entire life right. until social media. Like till you brought me on Twitter. Right. Oh, <laughs> it's your fault again. What were you about to say, Jeff? Uh, because you were saying that you think that racism is more hidden now because of the cancel culture. Because I think that <laughs> racism is more apparent now that people are definitely not afraid to come out and and say what they want to well, say from anonymous like, accounts, though. It doesn't matter if it's anonymous accounts. You're still knowing that it's existing. But and- social media is you could. I, I, that's what I think. I think that people are going to be even more careful to watch what they say. Uh, um, watch it. Be- <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think like the so- social media, you could say, that's why I'm like, sometimes I'm like, you know, like, like a, a person will say something to me and they'll have a picture of them, of what appears to be a black person. I'm like, who the fuck? I don't even know who I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. Who am I even talking to? You, you, I, I could put a picture of myself as fucking Asian woman. You think you're talking to an Asian woman? Cause of the picture, I'm like, I don't know who, I don't know who you are. Who the fuck are you? Like, you know, and like your opinion about me, I don't know you. That's Where you been? Me because I think both things are, 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 are actually very true. Mm-hmm. I think that, um, the social media allows people to have the bravery because they can hide behind these avatars to say things they wouldn't say to your face. Mm. But back in the day, you had to like, you had to get out, you had to really get out there to be racist. You yeah, had, you did. You had to put on, you had to shave, you had, you had to get to be out ready. there. You know what Even though, You had to put an you effort to work, in. Yeah, put that work in. Now you could be like, yo, you could go online and be like, I voted for Obama, but 
You know what I'm saying? And then you could hide behind a thing, but it's like people are hiding more, but it, 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 the racism is increasing. But I think that's, that's to answer your question. That's why I do what I do on social media because I feel like in that space, calling them out, we have to combat it. And I do understand that not everybody has the time or effort. I was listening to um, a Rhapsody interview recently and she was talking about in North Carolina, they don't play no North Carolina artists on the on the radio. So if you're somebody from North Carolina who wants to get in North Carolina hip hop, you got to work for it. Mm-hmm. But most people are working class, they got kids, they got shit to do. They don't have time to go search for the hip hop they like. They turn on the radio mm-hmm. and that's the extent mm-hmm. of it. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's the same thing with social media. It's like people look at it, people I think make the mistake of saying social media uh, bigotry is not real. But then it we, is real. But we ignore it. You know, racism is not logical. It's not some logical things. If you ignore them, they go away. Like as a logical person, if if, if a guy was coming at you and he like, stop, he's just going to go away after mm-hmm. a certain point. Racism is like, don't follow rules of logic at all. You ignore it. It gets stronger. It just keeps growing. Yeah. I, I, that- I, I, no, I understand. I, and I, I, I honestly, like I, I'm, I, I, the, 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 you know, the shit with the Jewish shit to me and the, you know the 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 but see the, even with the Jewish shit, they have to have research to when it's not something they can see in the face, and that's that's mm-hmm. what this that's what these conversations get. I guess crazy because as a black dude, right. they, they well, just how the like, fuck do they know? Because a lot black. of people think I'm Irish. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it's I just never heard no shit like that. Like mm-hmm. I'm like. Fuck you, well, you the know. world is definitely getting very anti-Semitic. Yeah. Y'all catching up. The world is catching up with the anti-Islamophobes, with the Islamophobes now. Like it, in the 9-11 era, it was very much about we hate Muslims. The Trump era moved in on the we hate Muslims, but Trump empowered Nazis. He empowered far-right ethno-nationalists. They feel very empowered. He said they're very fine people when they marched. They're out there murdering people. You know, in New York. Very fine, both sides. Very yeah. fine people on both sides. Yeah, even and even in black communities, there are, there are strains of anti-Semitism, but they're fed by very ethno-nationalist, fascist, far-right. The black people in the black communities who, who go against Jews, mm-hmm. the stuff they read in, is some straight up white supremacist shit. Mm-hmm. They just don't, it's, they it's, don't know. it's coded and cloaked. Mm-hmm. And so you have this thing that happened just in New York where this guy uh-huh. ran up in the house with they're having um, as a Hanukkah and celebration. And in New Jersey too. In New Jersey, shot up a bunch of Jewish yeah, people. Yeah, we don't know what the fuck You know, you got was. the guy in, who had, it was a guy in, um, was it was it Pittsburgh? The guy in Pittsburgh yeah. the year before, like it's a situation. But that's why social media is so important because it brings light to these things. Because these things have been happening and we just didn't yeah. know about them. Mm-hmm. And then when you talk about cancel culture, cancel culture brings out more racist races because when when that dude that got uh, kicked off of SNL for talking about Asians and stuff like that, how many people came to his um to, to uh what the fuck? How many people were rallying for him? Like, oh no, let him say See, those like are all though. racist. So now yeah. we know. Point him out. Okay. Hey, yep. you're racist, you're like racist, that. you're racist. So it's not making people, you know, feel like they can't say more. It's bringing out more of the hate so we know where it is and know how to eliminate it. I, I, I get I get it to a certain extent. And 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 I and I agree. But but you know, like the dude, the SNL dude, the, like that do you you seen his comedy? I've not seen his comedy. I've I've read some of his jokes. Like the the, the like that whole thing, like to me, it's like for that dude specifically, I'm like, they shouldn't have fired him. You, you don't what? think so? Nope. Are I think he should have got, got fired. I think he should have never got hired. And that's and that's what it is. What do you they mean? They, because I think that what 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 Lauren Michaels and they they acknowledged this. They came out and they 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 said, you know, we didn't vet him properly. Exactly. They were trying what they were trying to do is they were trying to have a conservative voice or at least a voice to push back because SNL is a very right. liberal show. Right. It's a, the, the writers' room, the jokes are very very anti GOP, and so because it's a show for America. 
Lauren right. and them, they were trying to give America a voice. But the problem is, is that there's too much, in my opinion, there's too many strains in the GOP that are not at all about conservatism. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's why they, that's why they, there's no, you can't, who are, the, who are the funny GOP comics? Dennis Miller? Who are the funny ones? Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. like. Dennis Miller might be right. the only one and it's because of his experience as a liberal on SNL. Right. If right. he didn't have that experience, it was right. like they were trying to do something as that a, was impossible. Being around those liberal comedians. Yeah. Because that is one thing motherfuckers can't argue. The, the Republicans are not as funny as the no, Democrats. No, they're not. They're not. Why, why do you feel like he like shouldn't have been fired? Because I feel like you, based on... I met him before the whole thing, just like two months before the whole thing. And he's a funny fucking comedian. And then when I saw the, the, the joke, which I saw, I saw the, the, um, the clip of it. I, I, I feel like you got hired. Mm-hmm. You didn't, if, if they didn't vet him. And I feel like, especially comedians, people talk shit. Mm-hmm. People say things, mm-hmm. people make jokes, you know, uh, uh, people make people like we could say things, uh, uh, when the cameras are rolling over there, mm-hmm. that won't be taken out of context. That's right. So, you know, and, and that to me, it's like, you know, you hired them, you know, you, you know, and no one's, I just think it's some bullshit. I don't think, I don't, yeah, I, I I'm not saying that. that I, I, I just don't think it's like, and then what do you want to do? Put him on an Island? Like what, what's the punishment? I mean, that I is his punishment. He does not get to work for SNL. Yeah. He lost a job. Right. And, and it, he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine. People are going to come see him no matter what. Mm-hmm. This probably raise his profile. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. As, as a white comic who's doing, who's who they, they call punching down, right? Uh-huh. He's doing jokes about marginalized people. He'll be fine. Um, so I don't have too much sympathy for him. My thing is, the reason why I think they made the decision, I just, you know what I'm saying? The reason why I think that he should have been fired is because of his response. Like, his response was unapologetic. I don't think he understands the issue. Um, and I think that, um, you know, it's, it's, you gotta be fucking funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I you know, you said he was. I haven't seen his. He's funny. You you like you would think he was funny. And he was he. What, the He's fact, funny. The fact is, he was funny enough to get an audition on SNL. Yeah. and to and to get that job. And he got so, it just off stand up. So apparently. yeah. So so clearly, there's talent there. Yes. Right. Because they're not they're not slouches at no, SNL. No. Right. But I think that you you have to be so funny that your politics don't matter. I think what I, I like, I like and it. And not only that, he was talking about things like this on his podcast. He wasn't even saying it on stage. Right. So these are his actual views. We don't want yeah, people I, I agree with that. on TV that are going to be hateful to any particular group. Comedy, yes, you can make fun of everybody, but if you're hateful towards Asians, you're hateful towards gays, then we don't want you on TV. But I don't know... I can't say whether I don't know him well enough to say whether he's hateful or not. But I'm saying as far as like making jokes, especially comedians. Well, you're friends with Bill Burr, right? Yeah, friendly, Bill, friendly, friendly. Right? We're cool. I've heard, I've seen him in press say good, nice things about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're, I thought. Yeah. So Bill Burr, to me, what what you're describing this guy as, and y'all could, as a comedian, you could correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like he's he was trying to do what Bill Burr does successfully, but just wasn't successful at it. In that clip. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah like Bill Burr. multiple clips. It wasn't just one. Yeah, it, it was, was multiple, multiple clips. Multiple. Bill Burr is not politically correct. Bill Burr does not have what I would consider a progressive woke comedy act. Mm-hmm. But his comedy deals with sex and it deals with race. Mm-hmm. He says things that are politically incorrect, mm-hmm. but they're fucking funny. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're done in a way where even if you disagree with his premise... You're like I still I still can, and you don't feel like he's hate being hateful. Towards but but anybody. the thing about the, the the thing about like affording like to being able to get away with it. Let's say, let's say I did the Dave Chappelle bit, 
that he did about the Asians. Mm-hmm. I did. It was my bit. I wrote right. it word for you, fucking. You can't do that bit. Done. Yeah, you're done. Bye bye. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you. But the reason why no other white comedian could do that is because. I'm going to tell you the white comedian who, who could do it. Who? The white comedian who has earned what Dave Chappelle has earned for himself. Now, who's that guy? Maybe be Bill Burr. Bill Burr is the closest to it. But but right. what I'm saying is like, and Bill Bill's last special was he's talking a lot of shit too. I love the yeah. special. And it was I dope. Loved it too. And it was. It but was, the reason why he was able, fucked up. But there's there's a, a reason lot of why, people didn't like it though, yeah. especially but, him talking about Michelle. Yeah, right. but there's Obama, there's so. I, I agree, and and so there's there's. There's yeah, I was and they came for Dave. Yeah. They came they for Dave, did. and I and I was like on Twitter, like you, because th- somebody from I, it was like it was some one of one of those. It was Vice magazine, mm-hmm. and I think it was it wasn't a black girl. It was a, it was a, a white girl. Mm-hmm. She said something about she was going after Chappelle with his thing, and I'm mm-hmm. like, you think you? I didn't say bitch, but I the intuition, the inflection was. Be bitch. careful. I'm I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. It should even been the inflection. I, but but this, this is what my tone was. You think you, because her, she said, she said she, her agenda was to try to get him canceled. I'm like, you think you are going to cancel Dave Chappelle? I didn't say it, but in my head, I'm thinking, bitch. And, and because, it, because. Thinking it and saying it right now is the same thing as actually no, saying I'm it being, then. No, because I didn't say it. But in my head, but 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 yeah, thinking it is pretty. Bad. But but like, who do you think you are to think you are going to cancel Dave Chappelle? And why would that be something that you want to take on trying to do? Yeah, I agree that th- because that person- now it's like I'm going to be the person to cancel Dave Chappelle. I'm the person who set off the dominoes to get Shane Gillis fired. I'm the person, mm-hmm. and it's like you're not doing it because you're doing it for other people. You want that fucking, you want that credibility. And, and, and like, I was offended, number one, that you thought you were going to cancel Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. And number two, it's like, this is a comedy club. Mm-hmm. This is funny. And whether he's a black dude, white dude, Bill Burr, or any of these fucking dude, this is, this is, mm-hmm. this shit's funny. But comedy like, is subjective. Po- comedy is subjective, but we're in a place now where if you do the old pie in the face, people go, that's bullying. Nah, that shit's funny. It was funny on Laverne and Shirley, and it was funny on Lucy. But right. now you'd say, oh, well, the, why are you laughing about the pie in the face? That's comedy. I, I think that pie in the face is a little extreme. I think people would still laugh at that today. But the problem try is... It, try it. You'll get put for bullying. Come I, put a pie in my face over here oh, until you'll, you'll, you'll get over like, you bully Michael Rappaport. Um, I think that the problem is, like for Dave Chappelle, number one, number one, Dave Chappelle is not, is, it has, like you said, he earned, earned the right yeah. to do what why? he wants to do. He's not, and he's From also... His work. I, he's also, I agree, but he's why? He's also not trying to be Mr. Oscar host. He's not trying to be that guy. He's mm. doing his stand-up and that's it. He does so you can't cancel somebody that's not trying to be that's Mr. True. America. But the problem is that you have all of these comics that are going on stage and being racist and trying to mask it as comedy. It's not always comedy. It's just racism and it's just hate. If it doesn't Sometimes. make any sense, Dave Chappelle, what he did with the alphabet people, and I'm an alphabet person, I was not offended at all. He still taught you something, and he made you it made you feel relatable. He talked about and tried to make you normalize pe- these people that people try to put inside of a box. He didn't just go and spread hate. That's what a lot of these comics are doing. I don't know. And trying to say it's comedy. I, I hear you, but as far as like, if I did word for word that fucking Asian thing, bye bye, Michael Rapp. Right, you're but you right because earned, you're all you're a white. You haven't man. earned his 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 cultural capital. I understand that. Yeah, I understand of, that. Because of work. I now, understand now that. Now it's, it's, it would be the same as him like acting in Copland, you know, or him like you know like you know it would be like he, he couldn't go and do a dramatic role. And as good as you could do it. it I think it's different. I mm-hmm. think it's different in terms of just in terms of and, and and 
I just think it's different in terms of what you sh- you're allowed to say, mm-hmm. who's allowed to say it because of what is it because he's a black comic? Is it because he's the great black comic? Is it, you know, I it just it's just if if Bill Burr did that, it would be. Yeah, I think Bill Burr has achieved that. I think Louis before the situation yes. could Louis would get on stage and say nigga. Yeah, I and, know. And, and I, I would never not, agreed with that. I would I I didn't have a problem with it because I liked the way he I, I liked the story that he framed. Like when he says when he says uh why are you when you say the N word, you're putting the word in my head. Why don't you be responsible for the shitty words that you think? Uh-huh. You know, and I I think that's a good joke. Where are you at with that? You know, I was gonna ask you this because I was like, I'm a couple because you know when I saw I, I actually we right. were texting. Keep I was, that thought, but before Louis <laughs> and George Carlin. Yes. There's like And but, Lenny Lenny Bruce. Lenny Bruce. But it's because of the work. It has nothing to do whether they're white, they're black. Louis I and mean, how I he mean, framed it. George black. Carlin, uh Lenny Bruce, uh you know, uh, uh, prior, and then in the new era, Murphy, Rock, Chappelle, they get they can do stuff that that the genius of the comedy is so ill mm-hmm. that it brings you in. But anyway, we we about to say no. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, I was going to ask you because I said where are you at with with the word because I were, I was mm-hmm. I complimented you when you had a game on the show. Mm-hmm. There was a clip that made me watch the oh, rest yeah. of the episode. But I was like watching you and I was like, you guys end this, end this, end this, end this. And I was like, why at this point end mm-hmm. this? And like, I'm like, you, you're, you're like, you're, you're known as a wordsmith, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and I'm like, why is Qua and, 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 and at this point, because mm-hmm. sorry, everything that's sorry, got, that's my, my mother be asking me that <laughs> at this point, like, I'm like, you know, like, I'm like the word, I get the history of it. I get the fucking the, the 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 taking the empower back to it mm-hmm. I, I but I'm just like the word has been so well, fucking I mean the, the the songs that I mean God damn I, I, like the music and in the in the repetitiveness in the music I'm just like mm-hmm. didn't didn't Q-tip like the the sucker N word song like I'm he just, justified the use of it in that song great song yeah and that just song he's the justifying the I use know of it. I understand so but I'm like and it's like we haven't moved off of it well it's Pierce Morgan well not me because I ain't saying right Pierce Morgan <laughs> we Are haven't you moved sure? off of it. Okay. <laughs> yeah Pierce Morgan made that argument asked that question publicly back in 2014 2015 were you on the show I've never gone on a show oh, okay no. but he just asked it in general. Um, I wrote an essay called Nigga Please, right? <laughs> it's on Medium. You should read it. I'm going to forward it to you. But it's an essay that breaks down why I started saying it, why I still say it, and what it means. Now, I'll say to you as my good, good friend, you have to be careful with how you approach that conversation mm-hmm. because- But why, why, why do I have to be careful? That's just something that mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like about, about race. Mm-hmm. If I ask this question, mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to be careful. Like I'm asking the question from a mm-hmm. genuine place. It shouldn't be. This is a thing I think mm-hmm. is fucked up with race. It's like mm-hmm. you say you have to be careful. I go, no, I don't have to be careful. And you know what? I could say something to piss you off. Mm-hmm. You could say something to piss me off, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have anything to do with race. But what you were talking about is we can do that to each other off the cameras. Once we have these cameras on, we have to understand that we're having this conversation public. Like you and me might be able to say something to each other privately that I wouldn't say. Mm-hmm. So now when you talk about, you said I feel like I'm genuine. I, I know for a fact you're genuine. I know for a fact that your intention is is damn near perfect mm. when you ask this question. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to oppressed people, yes. the intention doesn't matter. That I it got. doesn't matter how genuine you feel. Mm-hmm. The fact is, is that by not understanding and questioning it in that way, you you have to be, that's why I said be careful. I didn't say you can't participate. I got you. But you have to be careful with how you 
introduce yourself to the conversation. I got you. Because you could do it in a way that's harmful by mistake. And when you're harmful by mistake, it still causes it to harm. The I get you. Person. You know what I'm saying? So, and so, it's better to say it than type it. Because if you tweet, that's what like the Twitter thing. Yeah. When there's no, when there's no, like as a, if no I did context. it on a video, mm-hmm. it's one thing. But if we see you uh, uh, um, on Instagram yeah. or on this, it's one thing. But when you, if you ask that, like when there's no inflection or mm-hmm. tone or you could hear the genuineness, mm-hmm. you get fucked up. Now, that's one thing about Twitter that's fucked me up. But go ahead. Sorry. Now, now one thing, one of my favorite true romances is, is a fantastic film, right? And um, one of my favorite scenes from it is Chris Walken and Dennis Hopper talk about eggplants. So good. <laughs> like talking about, and if you haven't seen the scene, please go watch True, True Romance. Mike is just, in it. Just look up the scene because it's yeah. so But the best brilliant. part of the scene is when he says, you know, your grandmother might be, you know, your great, great grandmother fucked a nigga and you're half eggplant. And then, and then he shoot, Chris Walken shoots him. He says, why did the Don shoot him? He said he, he called the Don a nigger. He said the Don was black, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got this character, Gary Oldman. And he's he, white boy, white boy day. Drexel, right? yeah. Yeah, Drexel. He's talking what about a good white, line. Yeah. You thought it was white boy day. You thought it was white boy day. I quote that one too when they get mad I quote it too. <laughs> <laughs> now, what I want to ask you though, your journey to LA mm-hmm. reminds me of your character in that movie. Your character in the movie was a guy who was trying to be actor. Like he was, he was friends with, with the guy was Clarence was his name. Yeah, he's friends with Clarence. He's trying to be actor. His roommate is Brad Pitt. Yeah. Floyd. Whatever happened to that dude, Brad Pitt? To Floyd? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened to Floyd. I yeah. just saw Brad Pitt kick Bruce Lee's ass in the yeah. Tarantino movie, which I thought was strange. Um, <laughs> tell me about being in that movie because Tarantino wrote that movie, right? It was it was everything you could imagine. I was I was that character in terms of the earnestness and excitement about getting my big break. And mm-hmm. I was originally, originally going to do another part, a smaller part. And, and uh, um, the casting director was, they couldn't find it. That character was written for a, a black dude. It was mm-hmm. in the script. It was a black dude. It okay. was the same dialogue and stuff like you that. You taking roles for black people jobs. too? Fuck God that. damn it. Fuck that. <laughs> um, and I guess they couldn't cast it. They couldn't find yeah, the right, right dude. That's what they told <laughs> you. That's what they told me. They could have got Don Cheadle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> he would have been good. Yeah. Um, um, but, um, you know, and I auditioned and, and, and I was that dude. I guess it was white boy day. It was white boy day that day. <laughs> but, but, but the, um, but, but, you know, like I was that guy and like, you know, there was so much excitement about that script going around and mm-hmm. that, that, that film and the cast. And I, I would go in there and I remember like I was auditioning, like looking this way and I looked behind me, there was the, the, the casting board and they had, Christian Slater and Patricia Arquette and Gary Oldman, and Christopher Walken, all their headshots. And I just remember do, looking at that shit and like before the audition, and I was, I just, it was, it was my time to get that part. Like I was that character, like mm-hmm. in terms of the excitement about getting my big yeah, break. You were and very to, excited. And to, to, to an extent that's uh, 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 what true romance was for me. Right. Like you survived when I got the shootout. That, that was me. Like I got that part. Like mm. I was like, I got the part. Like it was just meant right. everything to me. Which do is you, a line from the movie. Yeah. Do you go into because like you said the same thing um, for your other? Do you go into every audition like this is my part, or do you like specifically like pick what you audition for and go for the things you feel like? Oh, I got this. Some, you know, w- you know, I don't have to audition as much as I used to. Um, sometimes you have to read for things. Sometimes, you, you, you know, it'll be an offer. Sometimes it, it'll be a meeting. But when I have to audition, like my back hairs go up. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, you know, I don't get, I've always been a good auditioner. And as far as acting, it, 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 you know, like being a good auditioner 
can almost be like good being a good freestyler and mm-hmm. being a good songwriter. Mm-hmm. It's a totally different skill. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, some act, great actors, they're just too freaked out by the by the fucking process of audition. Mm-hmm. I was never I was never I didn't like it, but I was always leaned into the shit. Right. So so at this point, if I have to audition, part of me takes it personal and I'm like, I'm coming to fucking get this shit. You know, and 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 now you kind of know like what you're right for, and mm-hmm. you know what you'll get cast for, and you know. But but as far as actors, like you know, especially young actors, like I I, I tell them when people ask me like if you're like a, a, a audition actor, like it don't have nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. You might do the best. They might want like you. They might the girl might be five four, and you might be six three, and it just means like you can't have a you can't be a, a foot taller. They might the girl might have blonde hair and they don't they might want a brunette. Right. You can't they, coach height. It's just certain things it just might not be what they have in their head. So much of it is is like it's like uh pictures of what they have in their head. It just might be not might, might not be your thing. It's hard not to take a person. I never took it personally when I didn't get parts. Like I was like fuck them. Let's go to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And I still still do that. But Great you know, ass. it's part of the thing, but it's a totally different skill. It's like, yeah. you know, rocking freestyle in, in Washington Square Park right. or can you make a fucking, you know, song? I'm not mm-hmm. sure how true the story is, but I heard a story that when uh, Will Smith came to Hollywood, he set his sights on alien pictures uh-huh. and space pictures because uh-huh. he's like, alien and space pictures always make hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm. So I'm going to focus on that. And we had Anthony Anderson on. He talked about being specific. Um, You worked with so many different people. Um, You know, like we'll talk. I want to hear about working with like De Niro and DiCaprio, but like working with Will Smith, you were on Fresh Prince mm-hmm. and then you worked with him again in Hitch. Uh-huh. Um, are there lessons from working with Will? Um, He, Will Smith has always been Will Smith in terms of like that, that sort of essence that he has, you know, he's always very positive, uh, always in control. And he's got that fucking charisma. That he Libra. just has that charisma. You know, there's is just a, a Libra. Yes, he is. Will Smith is a Libra. She thinks she's Miss Cleo. <laughs> um, so, you know, I mean, I didn't, I didn't like groove with him and rock with him. Like those both like Will Fresh Prince was in and out quick and, and Hitch was kind of like the director. I didn't really like the director mm-hmm. and Will was cool. So it was little things, but like he definitely, you know, was the, the motherfucker in the room, but, mm-hmm. but, but just, there's like a lightness about him. Mm-hmm. I say there's a lightness about him. Mm-hmm. Out of all the present day stars you've worked with, like Will Smith and Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt, like when you saw them back in the day, did you just look at them and be like, oh, they are going to be a star? DiCaprio, 100%. Brad Pitt, 100%. Um, Leonardo, uh, you just, it's just a, a fucking charisma. It's like, a, it's like an it factor, you know, and, 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 and you saw the talent and you just knew, mm-hmm. you just knew, like, Brad Pitt, you just knew. I mean, I think the whole when he came out with Thelma Louise, you were like, that's a fucking movie star. Yeah. And 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 he superseded, so did Leonardo, superseded the expectations in terms of the way they've handled themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh uh the fact that they are sort of like old school movie stars. They've improved throughout the years. They've taken chances as actors. Mm-hmm. You know, they 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 have the 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 look and the skills. It's like Denzel to me is the greatest movie star ever mm-hmm. because. He has the movie star looks 
and the skills of a great character actor. Mm -hmm. So when you have that, it's like, I think like Jennifer Lawrence will go down in history in mm -hmm. my, like she's still what, 26? She's brilliant. She'll go down as the greatest movie star ever uh, fem from females because she has, if she if she wants to, but she has the looks and the chops. Mm -hmm. You know, she's beautiful. She's accessible. And, and she could, you can see her, you know, gaining weight, losing weight, you know, taking a fucking tooth out, you know, to mm. play other parts. Mm. And, 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 um, Leonardo, he just had it and, and Brad Pitt fucking had it. You just, right, right. he just had it. And like you, when you, you know, you watch him work, you know, young, like you were like, this motherfucker just, he just had it. He just, you learn from them. I didn't learn so much from them because they're like, they're like peers, you know, and, and I didn't work deeply with either one of them. I'd probably learn more from them now, you know, but I, I like, like watching. Yeah. But mm. for watching them, I, you know, like I just love that the, they both have, they take a lot of chances as actors. They both done a lot of shit that, you know, they didn't need to do, mm -hmm. you know, um, as actors, you know, I didn't like, I worked with Leonardo quick, so it wasn't like I got to really watch him get down. And Brad Pitt also is quick. So I didn't get to really watch him get down. Like to to to, to learn from from an actor that you're actually in, in scenes with. Cause mm -hmm. you know, when you're in scenes with people, you're 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 rocking. Mm -hmm. You know, but when you 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 know when you when you watch them on film, you could learn more. Mm -hmm. And if you do like a bunch of scenes, a bunch of scenes, that's mm -hmm. maybe where you could learn from them. Right. Um, but those guys, it was quick. But I mean, I I, I fuck with those guys hard and I just you know, both of those guys have been so famous for so long mm -hmm. and you'd be hard pressed to find anybody that has anything negative to say. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I could walk out of this room, there's probably going to be like two people like, this motherfucker was rude to me. <laughs> if they're funny. You know, like, you know, like to be that famous and have all eyes on you from movie set to movie mm -hmm. set to award show to every fucking supermarket you go into to every time you get a coffee, like everybody, like, I remember I saw a Leonardo at, at, at the sports chalet, mm -hmm. like, 930 it was like when this place just opened on a Sunday right I was in there with my kids getting something like before a game and I ran into him and there was probably about this many people in there and everybody's just sitting around staring at him <laughs> like he was around the register so I was like this is a fucking this is a fucking nightmare I was with you last I was at I went to see Jasmine work at the comedy store and um no I, I am a real comic contrary to popular belief comedian but, um, Comedian, sorry. <laughs> no, but whatever. it was uh, Chappelle was there that night, and uh, we went upstairs at Chappelle, and I saw Leo. He had this his hat and and the, the, the hoodie, and I had met him before at parties with like Q Tip and stuff. But you know the context is different when you're in a comedy club trying yeah. to enjoy. And I, he, I was standing next to the bathroom, and he comes to the bathroom. I'm like, "What's up, Leo?" And he gave me like the. Mm. <laughs> he didn't. He, yeah. He, no, because because in that in that moment. I recognized what it was. I didn't take offense to it. Yeah. In that moment, he was like, I'm here to see a comedy show, see Dave Chappelle. There's so many people who want to speak to me that I got to protect my energy. He's right. not even trying to make eye contact right. to even give out his energy right. unnecessarily because you never know what that could be. Yeah, you know what I, I, I get it. I mean, the motherfuckers are on some other level of yeah. fame shit. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's a lot. You know, I mean, he went from teen heartthrob, which... That's got to mm. shock the soul. Mm. You know, I'm not saying like, oh, he's, you know, been a prisoner in, a, in an Iraqi war camp, but <laughs> that's sort of like, you know, Michael Jackson, right. you know, Eddie Murphy, Madonna, Justin Bieber, like mm. that fame, it's historically, it doesn't work out right. well. You know, and he he had that for like a, that Titanic yeah. was like, you know, that's got to fuck with you, you know, and, you know, he can't get a coffee without people like, oh, everybody. He can't even go to the bathroom at a comedy club. No. Nah. <laughs> exactly. That's how I live, probably. People, people. That, people that, met him, that know yeah. him. So, yeah, so I I, I, I get it. So, anyway. Um, he's good friends with Q-Tip. Yeah. Um, your love for hip hop yep. made you want to direct this Tropical Quest documentary. Mm -hmm. Um. 
And for all intents and purposes, there was some drama uh, surrounding that documentary yeah. when it first came out. Yeah. But for my money, um, I, <laughs> um, as a fan of, of of you and a fan of Tropical Quest, I, I liked the documentary mm-hmm. a lot. I thought it told a necessary story. Mm-hmm. Um, the f- our initial trailer for the documentary is, was online mm-hmm. and it was called Beats, Rhymes, and Fights. Mm-hmm. And when you came to, we talked about it, I was around, hanging out around mm-hmm. you. Um, there's a story that Q-Tip didn't like the first cut or the first way that the documentary was coming out. Is that true? Yeah, I mean, there's, there was, uh, the, 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 the first trailer was a trailer that got, this is a true story, uh, that got, um, that got, taken from the editing house mm-hmm. and posted online. Okay. So it was just it was like an a, idea. It was an idea. And the beats rhymes and fights was just something that like, it was just like a play on beats rhymes and right, 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 right. And, and, and that came out, but yeah, I mean, there was, there was things that all the guys and, 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 um, recipes to fife to, to, by to, the way, to, to fife. Yeah. And, and, I mean, there were certain things that, that everybody, didn't like at one point. And that was one of the challenges of the documentary and any mm-hmm. documentary. And when you're telling a story of uh, three guys, four guys, including Jerobi, that spans, you know, 20 plus years, um, that they're a group that, you know, has some dysfunction and that the guys had, you know, their, their, their things that they didn't agree on uh, amongst themselves. When you tell certain things and people were being very candid mm-hmm. and it wasn't just, tribe guys it was it was guys from you know in the in the native tongue collective right. you know that were sort of you know sharing things that would make other people uncomfortable understandably uh certain you know there's certain things that that didn't uh that that Q-tip didn't like mm-hmm. and and you know we butted heads on it and uh eventually we came to a, a happy medium and I think that we put out the stuff that needed to be in the movie mm-hmm. I my intention was never to make anybody feel uncomfortable. Like I had a a, a love affair with a tribe called Quest, and I wanted to make the movie out of love. And I didn't know that there was any strife between the right. group. I didn't you know said any, when you went into it. You didn't. I, I thought it was going to be like this homage. You know, mm-hmm. just how did you make this song? How did you make that song? And then the story got deeper. And then of course, five. You know, with dealing with his health stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it it, it it gave. You know, it became this more uh, realistic. Um, you know, accessible human story. So. You know, I, I, eventually, I'm, I'm, you know, we came to the, the medium, and, and I'm so glad that we were able to do it. And at the end of the day, you know, the guys were all happy with the film, and I was happy with the film. And, you know, me and Q-Tip are still friends. And, uh, you know, I was just glad, you know, with the passing of Fife, that I was able to tell the story mm-hmm. because they deserve to have a documentary made about them at the highest end. And that's all my intentions were. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, they're, you know, it's not the first time that... Uh, uh, the director and the subject, uh, 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 you know, butted heads on a, right. and it ain't gonna be the last time. We make documentaries about stuff that you love as a director. You made a thirty for thirty, yep. uh, for ESPN, right? Mm-hmm. You want to tell us about that a little bit? Thirty for thirty on the Knicks on the seventy mm-hmm. uh, seventy seventy three Knicks. The last time we won a championship, <laughs> I wore and, my Knicks hat for you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You're fucking annoying me. With that <laughs> shit. I don't. I don't. I. I, 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 I know don't, you have. A, I know you go back and forth. I know. I no longer support them. Okay. okay. Oh god. <laughs> I no longer support that team or that franchise. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the docs are fun, and mm-hmm. and the Tri movie was a passion project, and it was a fucking honor to do it. Mm-hmm. You know. And I, I, you know, and I remember, you know, when we talk about like being in the studio with you and I was like, yo, when's Tribe? I remember I always used to ask you and Corey this, when's Tribe mm-hmm. going to make a new movie, uh, make a new record? When's Tribe going to make, make a new record? And that 
interest in them making a new record is what spawned the doc. Right. Um, that's what it was. Like, I, and I asked that throughout the movie. Are you guys going to make more music? And then it became, no, we ain't making no music. Are you guys going to do any more shows together? Eventually it was like, we ain't going to do more shows. But that was like their, their deal. And, 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 um, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad I made the movie and I'm glad that, um, I, you know, that movie was so emotional to make and, 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 and that whole It was time, emotional for fans too. It was, yeah. And they're, they're, they, because they struck an emotional chord mm -hmm. with us. You know, and it was an, and and it became very relatable. You know, um, and you know they were trying. The, the thing with me and Tip was like he was trying to protect, in some ways, the legacy of Tribe, and I never wanted to fuck with the legacy of Tribe. It just we just were going at it. It mm -hmm. was a power play, and I just I love that dude. You know, and yeah, I love I love Tribe. You know what I mean? They you know Q Tip is one of the. And Tropical Quest and Fife and Ali and Jerobi and everything, but you know, <laughs> Tip as a producer and just as an entity is so influential in what I do. So influential. Yeah. I mean, he's a fucking he's so influential. Like when I see a tweet LL saying I'm making a record with Q Tip the Abstract, I'm yeah, like, that's crazy. Is it fucking happening? Like you know, yeah, I'm that's like, crazy. Uh, 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 you know, that would be stupid <laughs> if that happened. No so doubt. I would, I would love that I made that. No doubt, man. Uh, Q Tip vibrant <laughs> thing. You remember the video and they were doing this thing? Yeah, that's the I hype cannot, era. Oh my God, I couldn't do it for nothing in the world until I was an adult. Like, he took so much fucking strife for that, Q-Tip. Remember? Because they were like, oh, he's like, you know, we're all the it girls. Was, it the was the video because when you listen to that amplified album, it holds up. Mm -hmm. yes. You know what I'm saying? It just, nobody wanted to see Q-Tip be fabulous like that. You yeah. know, at that time. We, I know. We, what we wanted as fans was, was to East Coast stomp. We wanted that tribe shit and, and Tip wasn't on that tribe shit yeah, at he, that time. he wanted to move on. Yeah, and, he, and, and, you know, and he's entitled to that shit, you know? It's like, we can't... That's one thing that I got away... I took away from making that movie because my whole thing was like, well, why not go back to being this? Why not go back to being that? And people, you know, life, art... Doesn't you you know you you can't capture those memories the first time you heard mm -hmm. Black is Black. Mm -hmm. the, the first time I heard Black is Black was on the fucking radio, mm -hmm. and when I heard Jungle Brothers saying you know that song and Q Tip going, uh, he said you know Q Tip Q Tip from the, the Tribe Called Quest on the Jungle Brothers record. Oh, oh yes, that's never yeah. gonna happen again. Right, right. You know I'm never gonna promo number one. It's never gonna happen. You mm -hmm, know so mm -hmm. so those memories that whole time and the first time I heard you know check the rhyme I was in in Detroit making Zebrahead on the radio. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Right. They're, you know, this is not going to happen again. And you yeah, have man. to move forward. And, 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 and they're entitled to move forward. And, and that was kind of like, you know, uh, uh why I made the movie. Right. And, right. I, and, you know, you can't capture those memories. Like, yo, when you heard Benita Applebaum and you trying to talk mm -hmm. to your real chick who in your mm -hmm. head is your, it's just not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Just like these poor fucking suckers, these kids, uh, <laughs> their memories are going to be uh, infused with a bunch of fucking dog shit music. God bless yeah, you. But they're going to think it's amazing. <laughs> when they get older. They're they're I don't think, think they are. I don't know. No, they are. Yeah. They are. I'm going to tell you why, because I remember when Ja Rule was on the radio and everybody who loved pure hip hop was like, "Man, this shit is awful." No, and I'm it's like, not. Oh, you you weren't there for this. <sighs> but that's what the that's what we that's what we were saying. We didn't fuck with Ja Rule. No, you know. But then, but if you go to an old school hip hop party now, you gonna hear what do I mean without my baby. That is a classic. You know? Like the same thing happened with Puff and Big. Yes, when Puff and Big was out, Puff the underground was not fucking with Biggie Smalls. No, they were not fucking what? with Puff. You go to an underground <laughs> '90s hip hop party where they keep it real and they play more money, more problems, yes. and everybody's throwing their rollies in the air. Yes. But back then we was dissing Rollies. Yes. Wow. Absolutely. That's real. Nostalgia 
changes how you see that's things. real that's you, real it makes you remember being at that time yes. you forget how much you hated that song that's real you're like i was there you know what I'm that's saying? true there was a lot of backlash on puff and all that mm -hmm. shiny shoots just shiny wow. suit shit right now you could play mace records at an old school hip-hop yeah, party and people gonna dance word the fuck up yeah like that, like that shit was the hottest shit for and it was the hottest shit on the radio but underground we wasn't fucking yeah with. i agree i agree but that's it was literally like, how it's always gonna be like yeah, you're gonna nostalgia the, makes everything rose colored in in retrospect um I want to ask you about, so we, we talked about you as a controversial uh, social media person, right? Yes. Do you feel like, as a, as a white man, because I see I you I can't going, relate to that. As a <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I see you going at Laura Ingram. Yes. Donald Trump. I see you taking, using your platform to <clears> speak <throat> out against racism often and, and, mm -hmm. and, and people and, and, and bigotry. Do you feel like you have to to just out of your white privilege, take a stand with these things. I don't think of it as out of my white privilege. You know, I think of it as just, as far as like the Trump shit and like the Laura Ingram shut up and dribble, like I don't see how you're not offended by that. Mm -hmm. How anybody's not offended by shut up and dribble. And you're somebody who go at LeBron on some sports shit. On some sports yeah, shit. On some and, sport, and, yeah. And, 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 you know, and some slightly, yeah. And I could go at LeBron and some sports shit. Mm -hmm. And I could go at fucking, you know, this bullshit rapper on some bad rapping shit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this one on some bad movie mm -hmm. fucking shit, whatever. But they didn't have nothing to do with, you know, whatever. Yeah. But the shut up and dribble shit and the, and the Trump shit is so offensive to me at times that, you know, to not say anything is surprising to me. You enable it. I you shut up nothing. and dribble. Yeah. Bitch, Whoa. you know. See, you gotta be careful with that. Yeah. I, I know that, but I'm saying I'm like I'm throwing throwing back to, but I'm like, mm -hmm. but also like the B word in my opinion now is taking on the same thing that I was asking you originally about the N word. Right, it's but you would never say the N word. No. Right. So. <laughs> but calling women. <laughs> right, right. But calling women bitches is the same thing. But that's God that's that's our that's our male privilege, right? Like like. But it, it, at the end of the day, though, you shouldn't be calling women bitches either. And, and you know what? And you shouldn't be strong. telling people to fucking shut up and dribble. That that's what true. I'm saying in regards to. Her. I was right. making a joke about that. I I get it, but it's. Hey, I'm not per. I don't try to be perfect. That's one thing I I will say. I don't care about being perfect, mm -hmm. whether I'm on camera. Certainly in real life, mm -hmm. but on camera. And that's why when I talk shit on, on, on the on the internet, like I'm not there to be perfect. I'm mm -hmm. not gonna, oh, like come see my my show. Is this I don't that's not who I've ever been. Mm -hmm. Like I'm gonna talk shit. I'm gonna make fun of you. I'm gonna make fun of myself. Mm -hmm. And even when I've made fun of uh Trump and I make fun like there's always stuff about my well, not anymore, but I would also like poke fun at myself mm -hmm. because as far as talking shit, you know, like as far as stepping on toes, like if you're going to talk shit, like I believe, like if, if you're going to talk shit, you we talk about Shane Gillis. If you're going to talk shit, you're going to step on toes. If you're going to talk shit, I might even from this far of a distance, I might accidentally spit on you by accident. <laughs> and if I spit on Please you by don't accident, do that. but if I spit on, <laughs> but if I spit on you by talking, like I'm going to say, no, no, excuse me, right. you know, like I'm going to say, right, right, right. pardon me, I spit on you. So in my opinion, like if you talk shit, like you, you should be able to, it's okay to apologize. I'm not one of these people, I stand by everything I say. Right. I, I fucking, I fucking, uh, there's things I regret from this morning that I said, <laughs> right. you know? So, but as far as like the, 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 the race and the saying things and all this stuff, like, 
like my father is a more toned down version of me, but like shut up and dribble. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I, so you, you are able to, as a man, and I've taken a lot of flack for that shit. Yeah. No, I, I understand you as a man, right? Just as, as a man, like you, you, <laughs> you are able to see what's wrong with shut up and dribble. You're able to see it so clearly that you don't, you're expressing that you don't understand how other people don't see it. Right. It's very clear to me. So yeah. Cause it's just shut up and dribble you black motherfucker and get the, That's and the while you're over there, clean my fucking car. That's, the context. Clean, that's what it is. That's exactly right. Now, if you take that out of context, I'm going to be Shane Gillis. Right. No. We don't do that here. <laughs> but no, no, but I'm just, no, but that's, that's, <laughs> you just put like, shut up and do you black. Like, what are you wearing? Talib Kweli's? Here the, the people's fuck party. <laughs> we do not do that. No, but, but this is, this is a good segue to get into, I think, uh, uh, the, uh, the heart of some of this discussion, because okay. I think you acquiescing right now, with the po- point about bitch, like you, I said it in a way that you were able to hear me in a different way. Yeah. Right. You have said a few things publicly on some roast shit going back and forth that I don't think you should have said. Like what? That I disagree with. We're going to, we're going to get into them. Okay. But it's sort of the thing like you and me come from the same place. You and me spent time growing up. I was t- talking about that tape of me, me, you and Corey. I'll be honest with you. There's some shit that we say on that tape that we probably want to say in 2020 that we said on a tape in two, 2003 because we were in private. Right. And because we were younger, we didn't have enough, as much experience. But the way we talk- Because they haven't started canceling motherfuckers. There's no cancel culture. You know, but also- we What did fam- we say? We're familiar with each other. Let's, I'm not, we don't not. need to talk about that. We have enough stuff here to talk about. You probably about. said worse than me. <laughs> no, I didn't, but- <laughs> But- just the same way that you were able to understand in this moment why maybe bitch wasn't what you needed to say yes. in this point. Either we, we, Sometimes we can live life by like battle rap rules, right? Battle rap rules is just like anything goes. When you look at old battle raps from 20 years ago, it's homophobic, it's misogynist, there's racism in there, this right. and that. But if you try to take that same energy and put it in, in a society, it just doesn't fit. Right. And so I think for, for you as a, you consider yourself a shit talker. Mm-hmm. So, and that's been like you, you, you said earlier on the show, my uh, participation in the culture was I could play basketball, I could talk shit. Mm-hmm. But that shit talking culture is not the same and not seen the same in what is like this woke era, yeah. right? And so beyond political correctness, because <laughs> I don't consider myself a politically correct person. Right. I say things that 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 are not, are too hot for TV, for lack of a better phrase. Mm-hmm. But I try to make sure that I'm not saying anything that punches down and I'm not saying anything that could potentially harm a marginalized group of people for the sake of my own ego, for the sake of some laughs, mm-hmm. for the sake of anything. And I think that's where I think you have gotten caught up in the conversation because you're having conversations on TV, on your Instagram, on Twitter that you, me, and Corey and Dave Dar might have had in private. But you're like, fuck that, I keep it real. Mm-hmm. I say what I got to say. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like and bring it back to white privilege, it can blind you sometimes to some of the things you say and how that's not really acceptable in this space, no matter what the context is. Right. So even if we're roasting, it's like we're roasting, we're roasting, we're roasting. Hold on, but you can't say that. Mm-hmm. Right. You know but and if so, you're roasting, you you could say it in private no. with this and that. But no, like, but, but no, 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 not, no. Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. When I grew up talking shit in the park, mm-hmm. we're snapping. Yeah. We're good. That, it's on and popping. Right. That's right. Because you say, ready? "Oh, you white mother!" Like yo, you right. ashy, dusty motherfucker. Right. Yeah, look right. at you. Right. Uh, whatever it is, it is, and nobody's, no one is even thinking about like, yo, man, fuck you, you. Ra-. No, 
Mm-hmm. It's we're snapping. What were you about to say? I, I uh, just like at a roast battle. I was at my first roast battle, Jeff Frost, and it's horrible. And that's she why I don't roast white people. But, but right they, now. they, gave, they gave that. But they I gave do. my favorite. White they person. gave the announcement. <laughs> they gave the announcement at the top. Yo. This ain't, no one's but getting see, offended ro- about anything. Roast battle plays by battle rap rules. I get it. Life doesn't. But we're exactly. no, I understand you're that. Signing up to I go totally, in there. And- I totally understand that. But I'm saying when you're roasting, like mm-hmm. yo, I'm talking about. I'm in the park. We're talking shit. We just play. You blah 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 blah. You blah 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 blah. You there? It's right. It's on. Okay, so when your you're moms the, is, I don't even when, know your mom. You okay, can, right, 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 right. When you're in the park, though, it's two people. We're agreeing that we're roasting, right? Yes. So we're agreeing that is no hose bars. I can say whatever I want. When I'm in the comedy store on Tuesday night, I'm agreeing. I'm roasting this person, right? When you're on the internet, those people are not agreeing to roast with you. Those people are not agreeing for you to say this, that, and the third. You yes. cannot just go online. I agree. Calling I black people that. ashy. Oh no! Oh yeah. You the Kenya Moore thing. This is the Kenny Moore thing because the context of it was this I was on uh, Watch What Happens Live mm-hmm. uh, we, we were watching What Happened Live we, yeah, we, 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 were, we were talking about the show <laughs> right. now I had said things about Kenya Moore on the show mm-hmm. nothing personal mm-hmm. nothing whatever but when we were on the show first of all before we started Watch What Happens Live I went backstage with no cameras I just want to let you know I'm a fan mm-hmm. I appreciate you I enjoy the show like to try to let her mm-hmm. know like I'm I'm not here right. to, to start. This is a performance. This is a performance. Right. And how are you? Mm-hmm. So when we went out there and uh, uh, we started talking about the show, like we were talking, I don't remember what started it, but the thing that no one got. This is like back in 2016. Yeah. But the thing that no one got, she, she said something about, this is what she said. She said, I don't know how we got to this point, but she said, you're fat, old and white. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't say anything. No, you said that you said that she was jealous of you. And she said, what? Am I jealous of a fat old white man? Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is. You say, if I say you're jealous, you're jealous. Because she had said something, but I don't remember whatever it was. Whatever it was, it was nothing. It was nothing um, disparaging or personal. It was like shit talking. Mm -hmm. But when you go, you're fat, old, and white. I'm looking right at your ashy ankles. Your ankles are ashy. Now, if that has something to do, if, if if to me that's like yo, you're talking shit. You're saying you're fat. Your ankles are ashy. Well, he's down here. Period. But see, here's the issue. Then I don't give a fuck if that's. I don't even. I don't even understand how that could even be taken in any way, shape, or form as race. I'm gonna tell you your why. Because yo, your ankles are ashy. You're you're saying you're fat, old, and white. I'm saying, and you're on live TV with ashy ankles. I'm gonna tell you why. When you hear people talk about the word ashy. <laughs> Is it ever in reference to white people? No, but Never. when you start saying you're fat, fat, mm-hmm. yeah, just because you're saying you're fat, like what am I going to say? Right. You're fat. Then well, I'm saying like if I because mm-hmm. I could because I was looking at her back fat, mm-hmm. and I was like I could say something about her back fat, right? But then you're yes. disparaging a woman who's got back fat. So it's like how do you win? So well, I didn't. So but, but the context mm-hmm. of it was I didn't say anything at the time. Later on in the show, we did the the after show. She said something else, and mm-hmm. I was like, Yo, you're not. Playing me on TV. I don't give a fuck if you're white, right. black, but, black but man, but white. You're not playing me you, on TV. It would have been better for you to, to call her fat because she just called you fat. She did, If she would have said, right, excuse you, you, my you, language. You can be fat and black, but you can't be ashy. like the ashy, you can't be ashy and white. specific but, to... But, qua, her ankles were ashy. It doesn't matter. That's not the point. Yes, it does. Yes, it, you not, see, this is some... This is some... I've been growing up like... Like, I've grown up like with... As far as a snap... Mm-hmm. And like you're saying, oh, you're fat, white, and this, or when you're younger, like yo, 
your elbows are ashy. Like, yeah, but, like, but see, Mike, the reason. Or it's like saying, like, your breath is bad. But the reason. It's, it's, it's not the same thing. It's not. It's not. Because your breath, breath is bad. bad. It's a bre- anybody's breath could be bad. But, but her only, feet were actually ashy. But that's not the point. That's, to me, it was. But it can't be. And we're on live TV. Like, but, you're saying you're fat, old, and wet. I'm like, nah, you're, that's not happening. But see, Mike. To me, you, that has nothing to do with race. But, and, and also, like, mm-hmm. that, like it's like, if you're going to, if you feel comfortable enough to say to me, mm-hmm. you're fat, old, and white on TV, I'm going to say, the only way to dis- the only way to diffuse it is to make people laugh, and I'm laughing at the fact that you're That's actually not- you you're actually on TV, and you've had a you had a glam squad of three people mm-hmm. blowing you and tightening you into your dress, and you still got ashy feet. Now this, okay, this is the thing, and, and this is what we're. This trying is some to get- overly sensitive okay, shit. Okay, but listen, because if we were in like- the park, and I said, "Yo, if you're talking," but we're not be- in the park. But we're, on- but we're on live TV. She's getting into some snap shit. But I'm trying to make you understand snapping. why it's offensive. So because maybe you don't understand. No, Let I me get- just talk for a second so I can explain to you. Okay, so as he's saying, the only people that can be ashy are black. That mm. is no, it is. Bill Burr did a thing about ashy. He's it was not pretty ashy. funny. He's yeah, not. that's that's not true. I can show you my my well my my uh. I it's got not ashy, the same but thing. I, I get it. I saw, I saw Bill Burr's so, bit uh, just to qualify. I saw Bill Burr's bit about ashy ashiness. The reason why it's funny is because he's acknowledging that ashy is something that he wasn't aware of until he married a black woman. Right. So it still is correct to say that it's only in reference to black people that you saying that. But go ahead. What are you saying? So when it's something that's only in reference to black people, you cannot say that it's oversensitive if it's hurting someone's feelings or they feel like you're being racist towards them. If she, she said, can feel however she wants, it's to not feel. just about what she felt. It's mm-hmm. about what uh, all black She's women right. are going to. Because feel. I was well, offended as well. That I, that I called her. Would, Absolutely. Would you be offended if she said you're old white and you're you're fat old and white? So you can explain why. I'm explain why that. I'm explain why that doesn't offend me. Because you, <laughs> as a straight white male, right? When a black woman or a person of color or anybody says, "Well, you're white." It's like the Louis C.K. joke. Oh, you're reminding me that I own slaves. Like, that's not a The offensive. white's not what bothered me. Okay. The fat and old and white on live TV when I didn't say anything about the way she looked or anything like that. But this like is what that. you're saying. What you're saying is, is that you're saying that two wrongs make a right. Mm-hmm. And that's not that's not a position that I think can be defended. I don't think you could say, I, I because th- she was wrong, I decided to be wrong. I, I, I don't, let me, t- we're, we're not going to agree on this because right, right. I don't think, like, when we're getting into name calling, mm-hmm. If you're for, I can't say. I'd rather say you're ashy than call a woman fat on TV, knowing that my wife is watching the TV. Like I, like I just feel like you get more trouble for that. But it happened so quick. But I'm like, mm-hmm. you're not, you're not dissing me on TV. It's not happening. But there's other diss. It's other diss that you can do. And for you, ask someone that you know. Well, is so a what if I say, rapper. yo, your wig is crooked? Then yes. you're talking about a black woman's no, wig. No, you're not. You're not talking. Bullshit. Everyone wears I don't, wigs. I, I don't agree. I, I, so you, I, I, I think he. But I think everyone he's wears right. wigs. Black right? people are not the only women so, that wear wigs. No, but white women wear wigs. Latino women wear Jasmine, wigs. Jasmine, you're right. But nobody is nobody is dissing a white woman for wearing a wig. Nobody's doing that. The only people they diss for wearing wigs is black women. And the reason why black women wear wigs is because they have to appear more European <laughs> to get jobs. So I think that's what you're speaking to. You know that. You know that in your heart. You know that if you say to, to a black woman, your wig is crooked, you know that the offense is coming because you know the history of black women and what they had to deal with with their hair to get jobs. So you understand that. But I think And that- if I also know that as a, as a man saying to a woman, you're fat, then you're. I I think you get so, that too. So, so but I think like, Ashy so, Ashy for, to, to a black woman falls in that same category. And we're also acting as. And, if, as it, does it seem Does it seem fair to you? I don't know. But there's a lot of things that white men get that are that are unfair. But that, that, that white men. But I know this. I know this. You're not going to be popping shit to me mm-hmm. and trying to make people laugh at me. I'm gonna. The, it, it's like a quick reflex. It's like boom boom. 
So I'm looking at you. You look pretty woman. Kenya Moore is a pretty woman. I don't know whether she had a wig or not. I don't know if she did. Mm -hmm. But I'm looking at your ashy feet. You're calling me fat, black, and old. I'm looking at but your you're also You're also insinuating as if you were just sitting there on the on the couch and you were saying, oh my God, Kenya's such a wonderful person. I love her on, on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. And then she just said, you're fat, you're fat, white, you know. No, no, so no. it's not, it's I not. Didn't, I, I, I'm a huge fan of, 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 of all the shows, mm -hmm. all the people on there. I gave her love plenty of times. I wrote a book. I did a chapter on the Housewives. Complimented, complimented, complimented. Went backstage when there were no cameras around. Shook her hand. Complimented, complimented, complimented. Fat, white, and old. Your ankles are ashy. And I wasn't lying. Okay, so now, I wasn't lying. now that we're telling you that that is something that is sensitive to black people, do you, I can understand do you understand why, now why I can that understand was why issue. it would be sensitive to black people. But you can understand why as a person, whether I'm white or not, when you say I'm fat, old, and white, that's sensitive to I, me I, on I TV. I disagree. I disagree because... Look, there was a there was a tweet years ago where this young lady wrote something like, um, "All damn men are trash," right? And a whole bunch of men got really upset because mm -hmm. they're like, "I'm not trash." I read that and I'm like, "Sounds like a fair assessment to me." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> As a man, I know personally that I'm not trash, right? But when I see a woman write, "In general, men are trash," I know that yes, she's generalizing. But I know that because as a man, as a man, I get a lot of acceptance and privileges and shit that doors open for me as a man that will never open open for women I never have to worry about a wig I got a fitted cap you know what I'm saying like right. that's my wig right. you know like I, <laughs> you know what I'm I don't have to put on a, a face ton of makeup and change the way I play and, and put on a corset and do all the things women gotta do I don't do women even still wear corset I don't know I got male privilege I don't have to think about these things you know what I'm saying and so I know that because of all that if a woman says men are trash I'm not going to get personally offended. So now, now if a woman says to me, I'll give you an example. I defended Rick Ross' place in hip-hop after he said the rapey lyrics about the Molly But that's Molly not even rapey because you know exactly what you're doing when you take a Molly. It's not no, a, like I, I, dis I disagree with that. I disagree with that. I did not, and I'm friends with Rick Ross and he came out of the graciousness of his heart and he got on my album after this went down. You know, so shout out to Rick Ross. I think he grew. <laughs> he, he rapped about that situation on the song with me. But when he said the lyric, I did not agree with the lyric. I went on Mark Lamont's Hill show mm -hmm. and I was with uh, Rosa Clemente and, 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 and Jamila from, she was at Essence at the time. And they were sort of making the point that rape culture has no, should have no place in hip hop. And if you have a lyric like that, you shouldn't have a place in hip hop. My point to them was like, hip hop is beautiful and is ugly, right? Rick Ross says something that I think is, is not good and I disagree with it, but I'm not kicking him out of hip hop. That's still my brother. And if anything, I'm gonna offer correction. I'm gonna offer correction out of love. When I said that, I got accused of supporting rape culture. I got it. Right? By this group of women called the Crunk Feminist Collective, right? It was a woman named Brittany Cooper, I think is her name. Um, and they told me that I was in, enabling rape culture and they told me that I was insensitive to women's issues and they said a bunch of things that Frank had disagreed with. I thought it was very unfair. I thought it was very unrude. But if I were to be like, man, the bitches don't know what the fuck they talking about. Mm -hmm. I would be in the room. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But so why don't they, why don't they, uh, going into the Shane Gillis thing, mm -hmm. 
Should Rick Ross be canceled? No longer, no longer make. Well, music? I think I think he had to. He suffered the consequences. Did he? The consequences was he lost his Reebok deal. Oh shit! I think that's fair game in a free market. Right. I think if you say and something, his verse was taken out. Yeah, like he, you know, he had to re, he had to recoup. Right, from right, that. right. I don't and, know much about that. And, story. and you know what? After that, right, right now, right now, Rick Ross has a number one record on the radio with Drake with Money in the Grave. So did it really affect him? As men, we we don't really face consequences, even with rape culture and Me Too. And I agree that Me Too has gotten out of hand a certain aspects. Mm-hmm. But one thing I disagree with <laughs> is that somehow all these innocent men are being it's like, yo, sometimes when social movements and social change happens, some innocent people got to take an L if you are part of the dominant group. Right, I hear you. You know what I'm saying? You're part of a group of straight white men who have run the world for as long as we can remember. Uh-huh. So if some young black girl who on her come up, I don't watch Love and Hip Hop or Real Housewives. I don't watch any of these shows. You're missing I don't out. Know I who, do and I love I don't know who Kenya Moore is. Just caught it last night. I don't know night. what she does. I don't know if her ankles are ashy. I don't know any of this. They wore that but, night. But I do he know I do know they wore that night. I do know that when a young black girl says well you're fat, is old, and white. same age as me. Right? She might be older. When she says you're fat, old, and white, yeah. you as a straight white man, you don't look that fat to me so I don't know where she got that from but you as a straight white male you might have to just take that one I took it but she kept going and you might have to just grace you might have to gracefully but I I respect but I respect I respect I respect you enough Mm -hmm. like I feel like as far as race Mm -hmm. this is how I feel and I know this is unusual but this is how I feel I respect you I'm looking at you as a person Mm -hmm. if you're talking shit to me Right, we're snapping in the context of snapping. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you as a person. I'm not going to go. Oh well, he's he's a black guy, so uh, uh, you're saying, oh, Mike Rap, uh, you you got a big fucking nose, blah blah mm-hmm. blah blah blah. And I'm like, quality philosophically, oh, but you got a cock eye, your eyes mm-hmm. cocked and shit. Like I'm not, I res- I'm not gonna. But as my friend, I would ask you to look at me like a black guy. Mm-hmm. I would ask you when you look at me. But why though? I'm gonna tell you why. He's black. Because I'm a black guy. Because my experience is I don't have the luxury of separating how the world sees me from my lived mm-hmm. experience. But I, 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 I don't think any black person does. I so, get, I so get as that. my friend, and we're good friends. Mm-hmm. Like we're very good friends. Mm-hmm. As my friend, I would hope that when you see me, you see what I identify as. Of course. And you see, and you see this blackness. You see this beautiful blackness. You see all of it, and you take it in, and you acknowledge that with every single interaction. Because I'll tell you this: when I see you, I see a white guy. Absolutely. And I see a black dude. Right. And now, I, I and, get that. And, and, but if you're going to start snapping mm-hmm. and like you're going to go, you, you, you white, da, 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 whatever the joke is, like then we're in the, like, this isn't, to me, it's snapping. But once again, to me, it's, it's snapping. Again, and I was, snapping, I grew up snapping with only black people, to be honest okay, with you. Okay, but, but once that's again, the when you're snapping, that, that's, the problem, what's but that's, that's what's causing this rift here. Cause you grew up snapping with black people. So you saying black. Black snaps <laughs> like your feet is ashy, and the rest of the world's like ho ho ho. You can't say that. Oh, mm-hmm. you're not. You're not just because you grew up like with black people. You're not doesn't black. mean that you can I, have no one. No one batted an eye in Brownsville. No one batted <laughs> an eye in Harlem. And this, and no this, one batted an eye in Erasmus Hall High School. Martin Luther King only Twitter bats eyes. Well, and, this and that's that. And I'm saying we should all get to that point where if you say you're, a, if you feel comfortable enough to say on live TV mm-hmm. you're fat, old, and white. I'm comfortable enough with saying your shit is ashy and you had three people that squeeze you in your dress. I agree. I agree that she, that I agree that someone who goes on Real Housewives of, of whatever, someone who goes on that show, 
someone who goes on social media, someone who goes on what happens live, you have to be prepared for the consequences. Mm-hmm. So when I'm I'm not here defending Kenya Moore. I got you. You I, don't, I don't even know don't who she is. I don't fuck about Kenya Moore, actually. That's not true. I can't even fuck about her as a person. But, I, you know. <laughs> but I you wouldn't be able to pick her out of a line. I don't know who she is, right? right? My, 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 my pushback to you is not a defense of Kenya Moore. And I think that's where the disconnect is happening. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it doesn't matter what she called you. She could have said, you fat cracker, your kids. It's dis- it doesn't matter what she said. You have a responsibility. As a, as a man and as a, as a as a public person mm-hmm. and as a white man with white privilege to make sure that you carry yourself in a certain way no matter how the other I didn't say it. anything until till she keep, she kept going and this is the mm-hmm. thing though you because you keep saying that you are snapping and we keep bringing this up over and over if would you have called her the n word no right because you know that's crossing the line so what we're trying to tell you is that calling someone ashy is also crossing that line and, and not also, as far not in the context also, of snapping and, 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 also, and not in the context of insults can I finish, please go ahead and also you keep talking talking about uh, where you grew up. That was that time. This is 2020. This is 2019. We know better now, so we don't do the same things. We were talking about Eddie Murphy's Raw and how he used to say faggot back then. He's not going to come on TV and call somebody yeah. a faggot now because once you know better, you're supposed to do better. I, I, I'm going to just say I disagree as far as ashy to me in mm-hmm. terms of insulting and as far as like the 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 the, the quick twitch nature of talking shit. Mm-hmm. That was the best choice, and that was the realest thing. Because if the camera panned down, they would have seen them ashy feet. This is a, this is what I want to say because I want to move because I don't want this to be the ashy show, right? Right. I wanna, yeah. We have other stuff to talk about, but I do. <laughs> I want to say this before we move on to other things. Um, as a black man, I'm going to have experience with an expertise with racism that you're not going to have. Mm-hmm. Beyond me being a black man, I come from educators so I'm very privileged to grow up with college educators so I, I'm, I, I'm academic with my shit like mm-hmm. I could break down critical race theory on an academic level right beyond that I deal with racism in my music right um, and because of that I get invited to universities to, to speak about racism so for all intents purposes not just because I'm black but because of who I am as a person I'm an expert on race relations mm-hmm. I'm telling you as your friend mm-hmm. as, as an expert because you're not an expert on race relations no, you're 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 uh, you're uh, a, a white person who grew up in close proximity to black people. So you it gave you a certain unique experience that you draw from. Mm-hmm. But I'm an expert on race relations. I'm letting you know that that ashy thing, it comes off as racist. A- absolutely. And and I would hope that in, in, in life that 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 when it comes to acting, I'm going to defer to you as an expert. But when it comes to whether or not something's racist, I would hope that you defer to the experts rather than your own experience. Mm. I, I, I hear what you're saying, uh, but in that in that moment mm-hmm. and in that situation, I don't I don't regret that at all. And I'm a person who will apologize for things. Right. And I'm a person of no problem saying, yeah, that was that was fucked up. Okay. I don't apologize for that. So and I don't apologize I, for her tone and her intention and 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 the way it went down. I don't apologize for it. Okay, but and you, I don't look at it as race. I look at it as she had ashy ankles. Okay. okay. So you don't apologize for the ashy thing. But you did also post a picture with her next nope, to her. Wrong. You fake Photoshop. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. That's right. fucked up. It, it is, is fucked up. up. And you know that place, the root, the fucking, you know, like the fucking. They wrote an article about yeah, that. Yeah, how, yeah. So, and I, to, and I told them they could suck my fucking dick too. Wait. And then they were saying, why could, how could you, you're disrespecting, disrespecting? 
You're trying to make it seem like I fucking posted a picture of a, a, a black yeah, woman next I, to an ape. Suck my fucking dick. I've, I've been, and you might have ashy ankles too. <laughs> and a fucked up wig. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? And like, now you just said that the reason why you did not... Listen, you could, you could try to trick it off all you want. Listen... When, when, when people are trying to come at you like the way this bullshit publication mm-hmm. The Root and they're trying to like, you're this, you whether they photoshopped it, mm-hmm. they didn't photoshop, suck my fucking dick. All, the whole, right. the whole, like I, I gave them the, uh, the Suge Knight thing as a group, as a record label and as a staff, the whole thing. Well, here's and the, they blocked me. Here's the thing, here's the thing. One, this is a revelation to me that that, because I was, remember I said there were some things I wanted to talk to you about? I never, I, I never ever heard <laughs> that was fake. I came into this conversation thinking that you did that. Mm-hmm. Now that's a that's a fucking problem. It yeah, is a fucking right? problem. Now I have, like you, been accused of heinous, vicious things that I didn't do. Right. I understand the seeing red, brother. I understand how angry. I understand how it makes you want to be like suck my fucking dick. Period. But. I also understand. And do you not say suck my fucking dick because it's a black guy writing the article? No, no. If no. someone did something because like that because, too, I can understand why you would say suck your dick because that is a very hard but that's thing not even, to do. And, and we but might the point lawyer I was gonna, up. And the, we might lawyer up but too because you're I was, talking some wild but shit. But see here, the point I was going to make is that as a man, right? And and I don't want to get too much into this because it's other stuff. But as a, as a as a grown man, I I used to say shit back in the days, you fucking faggot. I used to say suck my dick. I don't say suck my dick anymore because... What I've learned is that it's very offensive to gay people. Mm-hmm. It's very offensive because you're saying that something is wrong with sucking dick. Mm. You know, now I personally have no interest in sucking dick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I no longer use it as a way to diss people. I no longer use these are things I grew up saying. Grew, grew up in New York City, like you. Mm-hmm. Suck my fucking dick, you fucking pussy. I no longer use that as an insult because it insinuates that something is wrong with pussy. And there's nothing wrong with pussy. No, I, I get fact, what you're saying. But pussy's in, very strong. And that, and that, with that, with the thing with the root, mm-hmm. I think I did say suck my fucking dick when that came out. And I right. was like, but and this I was, is the point I'm trying to make to you is that when you see red and you respond with anger, with righteous anger, because you have the right to be angry. Hell yeah. Right? When you see red, you respond and your, your anger puts you in a place where people could criticize your response and say you're a bigot based on your response. I get that. And and that's part of who I am, mm-hmm. and I've tried to improve it, but I try not to improve it too much because, in like specifically with that, like if I if I thought so much about, you know, like one of the things that I said that went viral so much was after the um, the Virginia was it Virginia West Virginia mm-hmm. that was probably like my introduction to like political shit talking mm-hmm. about the tiki torch people. And it mm-hmm. was like a, a, a viral rant that I did. If I thought too much about what I was going to say, I would say, Oh, I can't say that. Can't say that. Uh, uh, she said, uh, um, you know, shut up and dribble. Well, if I, to me, it's like, it's an emotional response. Right. And, and like I said, if I later on, I go, Oh fuck, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, I spit on you. I could apologize mm-hmm. with, with the, what I saw was going with the root that, mm-hmm. that, that, that thing and they were like he said this he's the worst kind of white man possible he's this he put a picture of Kenya Moore or any black lady uh, versus, uh, next to an ape suck my fucking dick is the first reaction you're gonna get and uh, uh, two years later you're gonna get suck my fucking dick now tomorrow morning uh, before I go to bed mm-hmm. that's how I feel suck my fucking dick that, that's just how I feel as far as the well it's offensive Hey, so is fucking trying to say that I put a pic, like, so is writing a full right. fucking thing and like following it up with two or three more things. Suck but, my fucking dick. My- I've had people say I'm racist because, because I criticized, uh, uh, because they, uh, on the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, 
Janet Jackson wasn't performing, and I know exactly what you're saying. And Justin Timberlake, and I was like, Janet Jackson isn't popping anymore. What you what you wrote at that time, and, and the root mentioned that, and, yeah. and people got very upset with you about that. Um, then, but you, this, you, but, you, you, this, but this, this becomes a race thing, and well, I'm like, no, no this thing, is not nothing to do with race. I, I, I actually, I disagree with you. We disagreed on the, the ashy feet thing. I, I, I absolutely agree with you on the um, Janet. 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 I think that the. I think that was more of your bedside manner because you talk aggressively. You're like, yo, she's not fucking popping. You know what I'm saying? Like, she doesn't have a... Because the point you were making was the Super Bowl puts people who have hit records at that time out. Right. Or, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, but they don't always do that. With the with the Rolling Stones, there's a legacy. Madonna. Act. Madonna, there's a legacy. She, so, they carted her out there. She almost broke her fucking ankle. <laughs> Hold this shit up there. But I insult her. It's like, I'm just... It's just shit talking. Like, the thing with... Like, well, the breaking an ankle, that's universal the, to everyone. That, I, that we, we're going to have to agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. But the Janet Jackson thing, like, this became... Who are you to speak on Janet Jackson? Like, yo, I'm yeah. speaking on it as a music person. Janet Jackson's not popping no more. Well, Period. Let me say this. And if you want to bring her back yeah. out there and do the old shit, cool. Mm. But don't act like why she's putting Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake is still relevant right now. Janet Jackson retired. She went and got married. But here's she- the thing. When you when you juxtapose, see, now when you add the Justin Timberlake thing, and Justin is a friend of mine, and I like him too, but people feel... Like and I think that there's a valid argument that could be could be made that Justin didn't get any of the. Mm-hmm. the, the I, stri- I agree and that, with and that. And the reason is because of racism. Mm-hmm. I totally so, agree with so that. So when it becomes a conversation of Justin versus Janet, that was that's a, when it becomes. To me, it was just like Janet. Why would mm-hmm. anyone want to see Janet Jackson at the at the on the Super Bowl at this point for she's what amazing. she's doing? I, I I get that, but like, naughty, naughty, me, naughty, naughty. people are still going to see her concerts now. She's a freaking yeah, icon. Yeah, Janet is the she's shit. A legend. Listen, listen, I'm a dude. So the Janet Jackson music is never going to resonate with me. I'm a dude. I love Janet Jackson. I, I get it. But just like, it's just like, like <laughs> I love I, I, Janet Jackson. let me make sure you don't, you don't paraphrase this. Mm-hmm. Beyonce, Rihanna, uh, 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 Ariana Grande, whoever the fuck they are, they're not going to resonate with me the same way Jay-Z resonates with me. They're like the same way dudes. But that's, that that's shit. not about you being a dude. That's how you no. grew up. Yeah, that's your experience of where and how you grew up and the time in New York City. That's not Aretha a do Franklin do. will never resonate with me the same way Bobby Womack. Bobby, Womack I disagree with that. I happen with me, uh, me personally. Aretha Franklin resonates with me better than Bobby Womack does. Okay, but for me, Bobby, and it's because she's singing. Uh, 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 I never knew uh, like uh, she's singing from a woman's point of view. I'm just saying. But she also did Young, Gifted, and Black. I get that. Mm-hmm. I get that. I'm just saying in general. Like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna re- like Billie Eilish, whoever the fuck it is. Like for me, that's mm-hmm. gonna resonate with. Me, that's just that's just the way it is. It's just like I, no I think that's indoctrination, though. Sue, more Sue than Bird, the great Sue Bird mm. basketball player, the great Sue Bird. Mm. I'm never going to enjoy watching Sue Bird as much as I enjoy watching Steph Curry. Well, I think the sports conversation becomes a different thing because just, you're talking about physicalities and you're talking about different. It's body. a little different. Yeah, it's a little different. But for me, Jan, it's like okay, Jan, I'd rather have you say Keith Sweat. And I go. Okay, put Keith Sweat in the Super Bowl. See now, Sweat? I would like to see Janet. <laughs> what the heck is he like Keith Sweat. The Super Bowl? I like Keith Sweat in the Super Bowl. I'm excited. Super Bowl performance though, Keith Sweat. But, for, but I'm just Come saying. On. But for me, it's like he's, Over st- Janet he's Jackson still was a he's still in the he's still in the Craig Mack era. He said, "I step on stage, girls scream like I'm Keith." <sighs> Oh my so, god! So it's not about like you put Key Sweat. I'm like that would be dope. You get Key Sweat guy and Albie Shore. I'm fucking with the Super Bowl. What's Keith up with the sausage party though? 
I'm just saying, but, but, but for me, it What's was just like her music, party, her music doesn't resonate with me the way Key Sweat shit resonates with me. Let's disagree, agree to disagree on that one. I don't think it's a racist thing of you no, but, not wanting to but, see but, Janet Jackson. But, but I do think it's a hater thing, and I do understand <laughs> why her fans came and went against you. I do too. They are going and to then attack when they you. Start, now, so, so that was another example, but then they would start, you fucking mayonnaise this, and I look at the, all I see oh, is That's funny. Okay, but you, all I see Mayonnaise is funny, I'm sorry. but I see the Avatar. I see the Avatar. They made right? you a, a mayonnaise avatar. No, no. I, you say I'm you say something. You fat mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. I see the Avatar. Mm-hmm. In this case, it was true. I see you with a crooked wig on. Now shit. Now, now again. Should mm-hmm. I not say like all no, I you see shouldn't. is the Avatar? You shouldn't. Why? You're so full of shit. <laughs> You're so full of fucking shit. This man. is from the master fighter on Twitter. So if he's telling you not to do it, then follow he's, him. I don't. This guy's full of shit, man. And also, I'm gonna say this to you. Let me say this to you. The reason why it's so important for me to have this conversation with you um, is because I truly believe... Let's go back to intentions for a second. I know you. Right. I truly believe that you have every desire to be the best possible ally you could be to black people, to poor people, to gay people, to marginalized people, to women, to whoever. I believe that you as a man... And I, have a, I have an inherent bias Right, I gotta state that. Like my, like some people don't know your film work. They don't know your connection with mm-hmm. me. They don't know that. Some people might just know you from a podcast or know you from a tweet mm-hmm. they saw, mm-hmm. and so they have no context. Mm-hmm. My context creates this bias. I want to see you win. I want to see you be an ally. Mm-hmm. I want to see you be looked at as a vibrant, important person in this culture. In my bias, in my understanding, in my world, in my context, you already are that. To me, nothing you even nothing you say on this podcast, even if I disagree with you, is going to change how I see you right. in terms of how what you represent to the culture for me. Right. But for the context of people who don't know you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a different thing. And so to me, it's very important for, for us to have this conversation because I think it gives people a chance to hear you mm-hmm. and it gives you a chance to hear the people. Right. To hear what Jasmine says right. and to hear, because she's representing what people in comments are saying mm-hmm. and some of it is bullshit some of it some of it is some of it is hate some of it is very you know we could go we could talk about sociology whether or not in black people have the, the ability to be systemic racist where or black people could be more bigoted and discriminatory on a personal level i guarantee you black people have been bigoted and prejudiced and discriminatory towards you as a white man but the reason why i don't have a problem with that is because these black people have no systemic power mm-hmm. it doesn't affect you as a white man and anyway, when a white man is, but it is, affects your feelings. Fuck feelings. No, but that when when but if, if you try, if, but in regards to responding to somebody, if mm-hmm. you're trying to embarrass me, mm-hmm. that's my feelings. But, but I, but I, again, fuck feelings. And I say I don't just say fuck your feelings. I say fuck my feelings too. Like in the conversations about oppressed people, especially white men, we gotta put our feelings to the side. Mm-hmm. I, I get you know that. I, I I understand all that shit, mm-hmm. and I understand all that in 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 the in the every. In the big picture of mm-hmm. it, but in like my instincts are like if you talking shit, we we talking shit. I'm not like if if we're if we're if we're, if we're making if we're trying to snap, like mm-hmm. I'm just saying literally snap, like yo, it's fair game. Just like mm-hmm. if we're battle rapping, but but like it's just like you know, like if you're battle rapping, like it just you're you're in the moment, like blah 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 blah. blah. I mean, you say, mm-hmm. well, you're 50 years old, blah blah. Hey, you know what it is. It is what it is. You're going to pop shit. That's what it is. I mean, I guess I, you just got to be prepared for the consequences. And I feel I, like you are. Yes. And as I mean, far I feel as, like and as, far as Twitter. Like, fuck that. Like, this, I'm prepared for anything. And as far as. I want all the smoke. I just would love to know Mike, that you I want all the smoke. But as far, no, I don't want. <laughs> but as far as Twitter is concerned, I, I don't. Like, I don't. 
pay attention to these people like that. Like, and if you talk out of pocket, I'm a, I look at, my rule on Twitter is this. You could Google me, you get 30 years of pictures, movies, this, like this. If you say something to me that I don't like, I'm going to look at your avatar picture. If I see a picture of your mom, she got a fucking bad eye. See a picture of your kids. <laughs> they got buck tooth mm -hmm. and, and bad skin. Whatever I see, I'm not going to like do a whole fucking deep dive on you. Right. talk out of pocket. Like that's what I respond I mean, I, to. I, I, and if I see a wig, I'm talking about your wig. I, I was just saying, I just, uh, it, <laughs> it's just, I just hope that you learned something from this so that you can be more empathetic next time you may have an argument with another black person that hurts your feelings or calls you fat and not to go that route. Because as nah, we said, not at all. And that's the problem. Not at all. That's the problem. And 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 you know what? If my wife wasn't watching, I, it would have been worse. The only reason why I was I was like, nah, that 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 not not at all. But see, let me let me not talk, at all. Let me mention that. Is that person. crazy? I don't I, think it's it crazy. Let me, let me say this. I have a daughter. I think we're only saying this because we're on TV now. Let me, no, let me say I, this. That's, that's that, we, uh, that would be, if we had this conversation off camera, it probably would have gotten more heated and it would have been my same thoughts. You can I don't say know it now what, on camera because that's what I'm saying. It's like, but let, me, let me say this. Let me say this. I have a daughter, right? And as men, <laughs> it's seductive for us to say, Yo, how you see you see a woman being harassed or a woman being mistreated, right? And you stand up to her, you be like, how could how could anybody stand up stand for that? I got a daughter. Mm -hmm. That's wrong for me to say. I mean, it's wrong for me to say because I should feel that way whether anyway. I have a daughter or not. Right, right. So when when you say I would be worse if my wife wasn't watching, it you should be how you are regardless. You know what I'm saying? So that I'm way just, you know something's wrong with it. My challenge to you is like, look, you're saying, look, this is how I grew up and this is how I process and this is how I navigate and it's worked for me. So I'm going to keep doing it like this. Fuck it. What I'm saying is as men, I feel like we should challenge ourselves to grow, especially as men with, with large platforms like us. I agree we with that. We should challenge ourselves to grow and, and get better as people. And I think that's the point that Jasmine yeah. is trying to get to. I understand that. But the fact that you... Mm -hmm. who are you're even crazier than me on social and then you right. go white black whoever the fuck it appears to right. be we don't know but who let me they break are that, let me break that down I used to get banned uh, my account locked on Twitter back in the days a lot because a black you person, didn't just start this shit no <laughs> I don't get a lock no more but I used to get locked because the language right yeah, lock, locked is, as locked as they make you delete a tweet suspended it they kick you off right I got suspended once but I did a 30 day bid they, they locked you right <laughs> yeah. I got suspended but they were wrong and they admitted it and they, they reinstated my account. But I've been locked several times. And the reason the, the reason why I got locked the most is because I was calling black people coons. Right. And the reason why I was that'll calling, get you suspended, that'll get you locked and suspended if you're not careful. Right. The word, the word. Right. I was like, like a black person would come to me and say, Kwali, why are you not voting for Trump? I'd be like, shut the fuck up, you fucking coon. Right now in the black community, coon has evolved to mean a sellout black person. Mm -hmm. But in the in the world of Twitter, it's their house. They make the rules. Right. I enjoy Twitter, so I respect I their agree. rules. I agree. I, I don't complain. They, I agree. They locked me. They said, you got to delete the coon tweet. Fine. I, and, and I went back and deleted all the coon tweets, right? Because I'm like, I don't want to get suspended because I really <laughs> like being on Twitter. Right? So, and and I'm being targeted, right? Um, But the this is what people complain. Just to speak to your point, people, white supremacists, ADOS, whoever, people come at me on Twitter, they, they say, how come Kwali never gets suspended? It's because he's a liberal. It's because he's a progressive. It's because no. he's a celebrity. Jack takes care of the blue check celebrities. He has nothing to no. do with that. If I broke the Twitter yeah, rules, they, got me too. they would suspend me. Yeah. If I did a suspension-worthy thing, they would suspend yeah. me. The thing, the thing that, this is what makes people the angriest on Twitter. I'm very good with words. Right. I can make you feel, and you're talking about wanting to insult people because they insulted you first. I personally don't have a problem with that. So the whole we snapping, I get that. But one thing I've developed, and Twitter has helped me with this because I follow their rules. 
I've learned how to snap on you without ever saying anything bigoted, mm-hmm. without ever saying anything that punches down, without ever saying anything. So I when, hear you. When I snap, I, you see how hard I go. Yeah. I go so hard. They make whole fucking. I go so hard on Twitter against these people. They, the, a company that you once worked with that you don't work with anymore because you realized they were racist and sexist. That's my opinion. Uh, I don't know how you, you can speak how you feel. Can't you know, speak on it. Okay. You know, Barstool Sports, fuck them. You know what I'm saying? Can't speak on it. Mike can't speak on it because he has legal situations, but... Can't even speak on that. He can't speak on that. <laughs> can't speak on any of it. But we all know here at the People's Party audience, they fucked up. By the way, I'm going to take this time to say, if you're watching the People's Party and you enjoy it, take the time to go to iTunes, right? <laughs> take the time to go to iTunes and click like and give us nice reviews because these Barstool Barstool sports people, they hate me so bad, they went and like downvoted. Did they fuck gave, your ratings up? Yeah. They, they didn't fuck our ratings up. They, they brought the ratings down and we're going to bring them back up because the people love the people. Yeah. But this is how deplorable they are. They can't argue on faith. They can't, they can't, they can't combat me what I'm saying. So they're like, okay, we're going to fuck up. They did it on my iTunes tracks too, on the quality iTunes tracks. They fucked up all my ratings. And this is how mad they, but the, my point, I'm getting away from my point. I get them mad enough to do that without once ever calling anybody a bitch, without any calling anybody a retard, without calling anybody a pussy, without ever saying suck my dick, without any of these things right. that I used to say. I got you on Twitter. On Twitter or in my life. But I've learned how to how to use my words to, to and I'm better for it. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 really all I can say about it. I, I yeah, as far as Twitter, I I hear you. I've learned some some Because you've been locked. I've, yeah, they lock you down. Yeah, they lock you up. Yeah. But he's not just saying in Twitter. He's talking no, about No, I got it. Latin. I understand. Okay. I understand. I understand. Um, let's shift gears a little bit. Oh, okay. let's. let's. Uh, speaking of snapping <laughs> and comedy, and uh, let's talk about Dave Chappelle. Okay. You were on Chappelle's show on one of the classic sketches. The pilot. The pilot sketch. That's right. Pop copy. Um, how did you meet Dave and how did that sketch come about? Pop copy. I saw Dave. I was on 6th Avenue in Houston. I ran into him. I was with my son. He was with his little young son. I knew Dave from around. You know, he's a comic. I'm a comic. He's an actor. He's Dave Chappelle. You know, uh, 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 Mike Rapp, blah, blah, blah. What are you doing? Oh, I'm here. I'm shooting this pilot. It's going to be the end of my career. What is it? <laughs> uh, it's a Dave Chappelle show. Yo, will you be in this sketch? Right. Yeah. Where and when? Like, I fucked with Dave's, you know, it was literally where and when. I didn't ask him what it was, mm-hmm. how much they were paying, where and when. Showed up on a Tuesday, 12 o'clock. Shot it for a couple hours. Didn't think twice about it. Saw the Dave Chappelle pilot on on air like everybody else, and I was like, "Yo, this is fucking dope." Yeah, it was yeah, quick man. and easy. You're part it's of history. Like a, a where, where, and when? You know, like I'm. I've always been on some where and when shit. If if I like you, I respect you, I fuck with you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like uh, you did for me with this show. Where and when? Like <laughs> I did with you for your record. For my record, that was a privilege. BJ though. Wineglass. Let's talk about that. So on my album, quality album, and it was put out by I don't know if you know Jared Meyer in the back. He was a founder, creator of Ruckus Records. So he paid for that. Oh shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, he paid for I that. I ain't got fucking give me a nickel for that, Jared. <laughs> fuck. You paid me for that, motherfucker. <laughs> um, you got me because now I would have been like, I need like fucking like Uber <laughs> or something. Royalties, fucking something. <laughs> now you were hanging out in the studio, and um, as as you normally were doing back then, and I told you a story about me being. In a meeting with Russell Simmons that I wasn't supposed to be in. I wasn't supposed to be in this meeting. He thought I was somebody else. He thought I was Jinx the Juvie's manager. Oh, wow. And so he was, that's where the story comes from. I don't know if you remember that. But he started talking. The things that you're saying on the skit I was, are things that Russell was saying to me. And I, I told you those things. The Talib, how to say your name correctly? Yeah, that was you. That was, that was improv. But the whole idea of, 
of uh like we we had okay we had another we had Afion Crockett imitating Russell right, right? on on another skit but the BJ Wineglass thing was like imitating just how the industry didn't really fuck with us or didn't really understand what we were doing that's crazy what year was that mm, that had to be like uh, quality came out in two thousand two so that must have been two thousand one it's twenty years ago really. I mean, I was so excited. You know, I was such a fan of yours when, when, when I, I, I remember when I saw the Black Star poster. You know, uh, 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 you know, I had been, you know, a little bit removed from, you know, paying attention to everything. You know, mm-hmm. and it was such a, you know, such a, a, a tape digger, hip hop digger. You know, Kid Capri uh, uh, tape. You know, Brucey B, Ronnie, Ron G tape digger. But I remember when I saw the Black the Black Star uh, uh, a poster, I was in Minnesota shooting Beautiful Girls. And then the, the album came out while I was still in Beautiful in Minnesota. Uh, like two or three weeks later, was it uh, a Tower Records or a Sam Goody? Like one of those fucking places. And I was just like, this is what the fuck I'm talking about. Mm. You know what I mean? And and I always equated you guys to similar to Tribe. You being the 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 the, the fife voice, you had the higher voice. I always mm-hmm. like it always reminded me of that. Right. It's like uh, like Amir said uh in, in your doc. Tip is very smooth, fife is very high. Yeah. yeah. And you had that that higher, yeah. higher pitch voice. And, and I mean I you could you know, you knew from just from from the essence of the songs, like you obviously everybody was influenced by everybody back mm-hmm. then, but so when I when I met you, like I was yeah, record we, 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 we let's do it mm-hmm. like you know but yeah I mean that's Word that's up. crazy man that's fucking nuts it's so long ago now, and then the, uh, the the waiting for the DJ uh, uh, oh, uh, video yeah. <laughs> you were dancing in that video is that the dance same ah, dance same, one the, dance I had is, is that your dance that's, that's the, the uncle dance the right one there. dance I have <laughs> yeah I was doing the the the, the uncle dance right. before I was old enough to be an uncle <laughs> but yeah I mean that was fucking crazy and I met Tariq you mm-hmm. know you know uh, from uh, the roots and I have like word up dilated people these are motherfuckers video. that like I'm like you know I remember I smoked with Tariq and I was like oh shit fuck you know here with fucking Tariq Black Star you know this like, is the Tariq th- dance in the video <laughs> I think my dance was better than Tariq. I don't you know never about see that. Tariq dance. <laughs> no, you never see Tariq dance. Ever. <laughs> now your your father was a general manager at KTU? Program manager, WKTU Disco 92. For people who are not from New York, explain the legacy of <laughs> KTU. WKTU was a radio station in New York City that um in the 70s, it was a mellow rock station. This is when you had like formatted radio. And it's 77, 78. They were at the bottom of the, the record ratings. 79, my father uh, uh, was a younger man. So he, he went out with, with his assistant, was a Puerto Rican uh, 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 gay dude, took him to Studio 54. Or some, it may not even be a studio. It was a smaller club downtown. And, and it was like, you got to hear this music. And this is like, you know, the, when disco was first starting to bubble. And, and my father went out with him and they went out and he was like, Two weeks later, they were like, he, we're changing the disco. This right. is going to be a big thing. And they changed the disco. They went from the bottom of the ratings to the top of the ratings. About a year later, in 1979, he brought home an orange promotional copy of the Sugar Hill Gang's Rapper's Delight. And it, he said to me and my brother, he goes, you guys got a list of this. It's called rap music. It's going to be a big deal. And that was wow. That was it. And your mother was a radio personality? She well? wasn't. Wow. She wasn't. Bad Google. I mean, bad, bad I'm Wikipedia. I'm trying. I tried. I tried to Wikipedia. Come on, man. We're killing everybody. No, we're bad Wikipedia. But we, we, we're killing all rumors on the people's Yeah, part. Right. Yeah. But, but that was a, you know, like, I was at the, you know, I'd go to my father's 
sometimes when I was kicked out of school or go home, you know, you go to your father's workplace and, you know, Roscoe and Paco and the, the, the G. Keith Alexander, they would put the, the the needle on the record and they'd be like, don't come over here. Don't come mm-hmm. over, you know, because we were kids, you know, mm-hmm. and we'd watch them play the fucking record. And, you know, it was a big mm-hmm. deal. But that Sugar Hill Gang at 79, that was fucking it for me. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, and then he brought all like many of us. Grandmaster Flash yeah. and the Furious Five and like, you know, the, the next Sugar Hill shit and the patchy and, you know, and it was just like, what the fuck is this shit? You know, and I it, feel like you were, you, you, you're an actor and, but I feel like you were born to do radio almost or born to have your voice on the airways because of this legacy. It, it, it's, I think that's why I started embracing it when Twitter and social media and podcasts. I was like, yo, I've been talking shit. You embraced the podcast thing early. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Like, it's been talking shit. Yeah. So, I, you know, like, it, it, you know, just like for, as an actor, you know, and, 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 you know, we didn't have this exposure to, to the way we have exposure to us now. Mm-hmm. And like, I was just comfortable with it. And, you know, in the sports, I'm a fan of sports. I'm a fan of hip hop. You know, I'm a fan of, you know, I never, if you looked at my tweets, I never had any political tweets mm-hmm. up until Trump, right. you know, and I, hopefully uh, this will be done in four years. I never will pay attention to it again. One I year, like not paying attention not. to any of it right. and being completely uninformed. Literally. I prefer it that way. <laughs> I do. I prefer, I prefer That's it that way. Hilarious. It is That's true. Real. You have to be informed with Trump because he's just out here. Just you don't know what the fuck's going up. on, but I, I right, preferred right. being like, I'm not educated about politics. What's your podcast? What's your favorite episode or favorite guest or a good moment from your podcast? Probably, I'll say one of my best podcasts was the 25th anniversary of Midnight Marauders and three uh, uh, 36 Chambers. Mm-hmm. You know, those records came out on the same day. Mm-hmm. Enter the 36 Chambers and, and Midnight Marauders. They came out, ironically, on, on the same day. Mm-hmm. So when that 25th anniversary, I had Method Man talk about Midnight Marauders and Tribe Called Quest and they had Q-Tip talk about Enter the 36 Chambers mm-hmm. and their impressions and their memories mm-hmm. and, you know, tips, you know, stories about battling. You know, mm-hmm. he, at one point when he was at Bertram, Murray Bertram, A-Son, a- a- uh, Old Dirty Bastard was coming down there to battle mm-hmm. him. They never battled, but like, right. he's such a great storyteller. I met the man, like it was such a, they were so young. It's like when we talk about True Romans. And both of those guys I had them separately, but both of them talking, Method Man talking about Tribe mm-hmm. and uh, Tip talking about Wu-Tang. And that's dope. What, it, that's probably, you know. Man, that's dope. That was a dope, dope episode because they're both so, you know, and they were so young and to get them talking about what those records meant to them and their their styles at the time were so opposite, but they're so the same. Right. You know, and and and, and Tip talking about RZA's beat making, you know, and they're, they're so fucking influential and they're so um they're so important and what they did was so impactful and and the sound was so different but it was coming from the same love of music mm-hmm. you know so that was yeah. a special episode um this book has balls yes i'm i was supposed to read a, a thing for it i never got around to oh that's right no reading the, you were busy you were in europe i was in europe um what made you want to sit down and write this book you know it's accumulation of the podcast social media being on the sports shows and they they asked me about it, and I was like, "Yeah, I want to do it." And mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 all sports rants, mm-hmm. good, bad, or indifferent. And there's a, there's a halftime, you know, uh, 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 I call it halftime where I talk about housewives and I equate it to sports and my <laughs> top twenty housewives. Who Kenya Moore is in my top twenty? She was in my top twenty, and uh, 
Uh, I, I, there, she was there, there. You know, all of them were in there. But, but, uh, uh, um, you know, I love doing it. It was a fucking challenge. Uh, and, and uh, you know, the response was good. But it's all sports rants, and it's all about like, you know, like everything. You know, like my love of sports and what I like. It's all shit talking, right? You know, th- you know, uh, uh, twenty three reasons why LeBron will never be like Mike. You know, shit right? Talking. Oh um, you, I, I just saw a sports story recently. Is it true that? Oh, some more word. Okay, is it true that? Uh, the 2020 Olympics says they're cutting oh, yeah. political you protest, protests. You can't. You're not allowed. Pretty much. There's not. They're not allowing. But it's any a political protest. protest. There. Yeah. How they're, are they going to stop that? They said you cannot. I mean, I guess they just are letting you know ahead of time that you're not going to get your medals or you're not going to be able to participate in the rest of the uh, activities if you protest. Which and I it's going to make bullshit. people more more hyped to do more protests. Yeah, I agree. They said you can do it outside of the Olympics. You can feel free to do it outside of the Olympics. Fuck all that. Shout out to Tommy Smith and John Carlin. Yeah, it's going to be on and popping. Um, you were, because of your love for sports, got to be a correspondent. Are you still doing a correspondent? Big, Big three, three, yeah. yeah. Uh, you look like you're having fun. Fucking ball. Tell me about Katino Mobley. What happened? I hate I hate to disappoint. That was a, this is another thing <laughs> where it became a fucking race war. Right, because I... I, I Full disclosure, I don't know shit about sports. I know Katino. I know. We know we've had this conversation. Yeah, had. I know who Katino Mobley is. I think cause... I asked you to talk about the Knicks when I did. I think I said, "Will you be in the day?" And you were like, "I don't know sports." I was like, right. "What's basketball?" Right. But 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 the Katino thing, you know, we we always do these. It's big three. Mm-hmm. The games are 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 serious. I don't have to be serious. Mm-hmm. I'm not fucking Marv Albert. I'm not Brett uh, uh, Al Michaels. Uh, I'm not Scott Van Pelt. I'm there to break balls, have fun. Give a little information. It's the summertime. It's big mm-hmm. three basketball. We travel. It's like a traveling circus. Mm-hmm. I love all these guys. We become friends. I We break balls. We do these mock things where they get angry at me because right. I ask them inappropriate questions or questions when they're on the bench. Me and Katino, I hate to disappoint people. It was totally staged. Oh, okay. But the, the thing about it, quiet, it was funny. It was hilarious. It was fucking funny. That's why I had to ask about but it. But the crazy thing is, again, Fuck that white boy up. You should have <laughs> fucked that white boy. You should have smacked. Yo, look, why, I'm like, you, you're. I'm sorry. That's, I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, but, but this is what I'm saying. It's like everything on. So, like, I'm like, mm-hmm. how's this white boy this? Right. Fuck him up. Katino's fuck. Uh, Katino's like, yo, we need to tell people because people say, why are you right, such right. a fucking asshole? Why? I'm like, this is. this. But Katino was a good actor. That's some, that's some Andy Kaufman shit, bro. That's yeah, like that was, a Andy Kaufman or Letterman type of shit. Yeah. And, and, and that one. But. And I didn't mind people taking his What he got upset about was that people would like, it literally, because it's Twitter, it's only on Twitter, mm-hmm. Twitter and Facebook, but I find Twitter, the race is, is, is the best. Mm-hmm. You should have fucked that white boy up. <laughs> Why you didn't fuck that white boy up? I'm like, <laughs> Why do you think you're always getting caught up in race wars? <laughs> I, I don't fucking, because it's Twitter. Uh-huh. Because if you saw the thing, I was like, how's this? Yeah, it was funny. It was funny, and it I was laughed. meant to be funny. I mean, we did the same bit over and over. I did it with Scalabrini, mm-hmm. and we did this. I saw that. I didn't know about that one until I was researching for this interview. But it's just fun. Like, we love doing it, but we had to sort of break the fourth wall because Katina was getting, like, people going, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> and then I had to I had to stop the race war. So you're welcome for stopping the race war of 2019. <laughs> Another thing we get to thank white men for. Yeah. Oh, thank I you. Stopping thank the white, you. I stopped the Katina Mobley. The, the race war. The Katina Mobley-Michael Rapport race war of the summer of 2019. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, in 2018, you were on a flight in which a man tried to open the airplane oh door God. mid-flight. And you rescued everybody on the plane. Everybody That's, on the plane. Tell uh, me, walk us through that. I'm on the plane, uh, first class. Uh, of course. Uh, right, he had but to no, make sure you guys knew. It's, 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 it's contextual to the story. Right, right, right. 
um, in the in the front seat of the front of the plane. And, you know, like I was like kind of sleeping and, and uh, the guy next to me was like, rap, rap. And I looked up and the guy was like pulling at the fucking door. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, mm. you know, like I'm not no tough guy. I ain't no fucking, you know, Bruce Lee. You know, I don't know no Tai Chi. No Brad none of Pitt. That shit. None of that shit. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I just got up. There. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And and pushed him away. And he kept going for the door. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? And then I pushed him against the wall. And at that point, it was a big commotion. And, and, and you know, everybody came up there and... I'm a fucking hero, basically. <laughs> I saved the fucking plane. Uh, the, the the you know the pilot they thanked me, and and we don't know if it was a you know it was a flight from Houston to L. A. So we mm-hmm. might have been over a uh, uh, Mexico. So I'm actually an international hero. Oh my god! <laughs> so. <laughs> Did they do the slow clap? When you fucking when you fucking put it say Michael Rapport, actor, podcaster, international, international hero. Put that on the fucking heading. No doubt. I'm. We're gonna get out of here, but before we get out of here with international hero Michael Rapport, thank you. Um, I just want to, I want to thank you as my friend for coming on this I show. Appreciate it. Um, we spoke beforehand, and yeah. I said we might not agree on some things, yeah. but you were like, "Fuck it, we're gonna sit down and have this conversation yeah. anyway." And I, I just want to say this for everybody who's watching on online, because people will come to me and be like, "Michael Rapport said this," and Michael Rapport said, and I agree with him. And why didn't you? Why didn't you? Say, fuck you, Michael Rapport. Why don't you tell Michael Rapport, you know, and I'm going to tell you why. Because there's a mutual respect here that was established before we had the conversation. Our country is in a very fragile place. And I absolutely think we have to have more conversations. I'm a fan of free speech. We should not shut down conversation. I don't. All of us can be bigoted. I don't have conversations. I don't willfully have conversations with people who are trying to be bigots. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? And so even though I disagree with you on some on on on, a, on more than one issue, the reason why I can sit down with you respectfully is because you've earned your place in my life. Mm-hmm. You've earned your place in, in in my opinion, and I'm someone who's a uh, a curator of hip hop cu- culture. Your contributions to hip hop in my opinion, you've earned a place at my table. Um and so even when I disagree with you, you always have a place at my table and we can always have a respectful conversation and for all you anonymous internet trolls suck a dick (laughs) Michael Rappaport thank you guys appreciate it